when you first got to the varsity football team at Angleton, who was that first person to kick your butt and give you that wake up call that this is a whole different level of competition? Oh man, I I don't remember his name, but uh, it, it was a guy from a uh, linebacker from Texas City, uh, sophomore year, uh, down in Texas City. I just remember, uh, you know, we're we're on offense. I'm rolling with the ones, young sophomore. Next thing you know, we throw a pick, and I've got him like dialed in, zeroed in. Like I'm going to I'm going to make this tackle. You know, I'm gonna prove myself that I'm a hustler. And uh, next thing I know, you know, I'm getting flipped over. You know, and uh, head head hit the ground first, I think, and all that. And uh, I think they. They went ahead and uh, scored on that. It was a pick six, I think it ended up being. But uh, lo and behold, the guy that hit me was a linebacker that I'd, I'd worn out a couple, you know, on a couple yep. of plays already. And uh, I'm not a big talker, you know, so I just kind of do it and then get back up and go back and, and do it again. But he, I think he remembered who I was, so he was searching me out whenever that happened. <laughs> It always feel like I need one more boy and one more line. Record the track just one more time. My family think I bumped my head, lost my mind, insuring them. I'm just fine. I'm good enough, but I need one more boy and one more line. Record the track just one more time. My family think I bumped my head, lost my mind, insuring them. I'm just fine. I'm good enough, but I need one more boy and one more line. Record the track just one more time. My family think I bumped my head. Lost my mind, insuring them, I'm just fine, I'm good enough But you be told I need some therapy Initially ain't do it voluntarily, but now I got a legacy All right, welcome back to another brand new episode of the Team Player Podcast This is episode number 78 This guy is one of the true nice guys in the profession That you, you will rarely see him without a smile on his face But I wouldn't go so far as to call him a gentle giant He was getting after some big 12 D linemen and linebackers on those old AstroTurf fields in the late 90s. As a proud member of the Baylor Bears football team, he is the former head football coach at Clear Lake High School and is now the offensive coordinator for the Allen Eagles. It is my distinct pleasure to welcome Larry McCray to the show. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Like I said, I always enjoy watching these and uh, and everything. So uh, I was excited. Was excited about having the opportunity to get on here with you and. Uh, like I said, I love that, love that jersey right there, man. That's, yeah, that's sorry, I'm rocking my Baylor, my Baylor here, my, my green and gold. But hey, if, if you're a fan of the show, like Coach McCray is, don't forget to give us the five star rating. We we are back up to 5.0, Coach. You know, we dipped to 4.9. Somebody gave us a bad rating, but then the <laughs> oh, team player nation, <laughs> they came flying in there, got some new ratings. So we're back up to 5.0, and we're doing great. If you want to leave a written review, I'll read those on the show. And then you can hit the follow button to subscribe and get a new episode in your queue every Sunday. We will be honored if the Team Player Podcast made it into your rotation. And I'm your host, James Kovaleski. Please follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore Kovo. That's Coach underscore K-O-V-O. All right, Coach, let's talk about your early life. You grew up in Clute. And so for the uninitiated that don't know what, what Clute is, that's about an hour due south of Houston. And that, that leads to the obvious question. Were, were, were you destined to be a Brazoswood Buccaneer before you moved over to Angleton? Oh, man, I was, man. You know, I had a wow. had an older sister, uh, two older sisters that uh, one of them did graduate from Brazilwood in 1987. And uh, uh, my sister, Kim, and uh, my my middle sister and I, you know, were both uh, proud Angleton High School graduates, uh, yeah. if you will. So uh, fit, about fifth grade, uh, you know, we lived, we lived there include up until about fifth grade. The, the Great Texas Mosquito Festival was right in my backyard uh, <laughs> every summer in July, you know, so we kind of sneak to the fence and uh, – and, and make it over to some of the concerts and stuff and yeah. uh, walk around the fairgrounds. 
and, and everything. So, uh, but yeah, right there, right there in the shadows of, of Brazilwood High School is kind of where I grew up. Went to TW Aug Elementary, okay. uh, you know, and that it was everything was uh, Brazilwood Buccaneers and, and everything. Yeah. And lo and behold, you know, end up in Angleton who, you know, at the time I had no idea, you know, the rivalry between Angleton and Brazilwood is real, you know. Yeah. And so uh, fast forward to high school and, you know, I'm back playing against my buddies I played Little League Baseball with. They're Micah Malone and uh, all these guys that I, that, that I was great friends with, that, and, you know, when I was growing up include, all of a sudden they're they're staring me down on that other side of the line, you know, and they're looking looking at me coming to coming to get after me, you know, and everything. So it made it made that that rivalry, you know, a little bit more fun down at Hopper or Wildcat where we were playing at. Yeah, and I mean it's it's just 15 minutes down the road. I mean, you guys, it's just the next town right down to Highway 288. <laughs> so I mean, it, it's a, that's a real rivalry, man. And it's, I'm just curious, just from the the cultural aspect of it, were you a guy that went down to the beach a lot, or were you? Or you what were you? What were you kind of doing? What's your, some of your hobbies out down there include? Man, f- fishing's the main one. You know, that's yeah. uh, you know, I'd go down there more for that. I'm not a, you know, my, my wife and and my kiddos can probably tell you, you know, we had we had a pool down in Clear Lake at our house, you know, and everything. And they're like, Dad never gets in a pool. Like yeah. he never gets in a pool. You know, I'm not a not a big water guy unless I'm fishing right. it, you know, or, yeah, or yeah. anything. So, uh, you know, those beach trips and, and everything like that, I'll go, you know, as long as I got a fishing pole with me and, and, and everything like that as well. So, uh, but yeah, not, not, not too many trips down there to us. So that's why moving up here to Allen wasn't, everybody's like, Oh, you're getting away from the beach. And I'm like, you know, I can count on my hand. Like sure. sometimes the number of times I went just to swim, you know, at the yeah, beach yeah. or whatever. So <laughs> I'm with you, Cody. I'm just, I'm, I'm the same way. And then, you know, you mentioned Wildcat stadium and I'm going to tell a story. I, I was there as a player. Uh, my senior year, Fort Bend, Austin, uh, we played Angleton. And so this was the 2001, fall 2001. And so I, I'll never forget, Coach, this was this was the first game after 9-11 happened. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I just remember being in Angleton, Texas on a beautiful Friday night. And just yeah. the way that the national anthem hit that that night was just yeah. something you never forget. And I remember looking at the guys in front of me. We all Our coach had placed American flag stickers in the back of our helmet. And so – it was a great game. The year before, Angleton was a little bit down, and, and you guys were four A at the time. We were five A. Five A was the top, and we had we had won thirty one nothing at Mercer Stadium my junior year. Yeah, we thought maybe we could walk into Angleton, man. But there, there's a certain home field advantage. Plus, plus you were young the year before, and so we we <laughs> snuck out of there with a fourteen to seven win. Uh, my good friend Jacob Cooper, if he's listening, he he was the guy that forced the fumble on a punt. He's our deep snapper uh, that helped us seal <laughs> that win. But, coach, these are my memories, man. No, man. I, and I'll tell you, man, if you've been, if you've been the Wildcat stadium, man, it, it's something that it's, it's, it was magical, you know, that it hurt my heart whenever, and I knew just for changes, they needed to have a, a new stadium and everything, put turf on it, but no better playing surf. My guy Wendell, that, that was the ground screw guy down there at Angleton, man, like that playing surface at Angleton Wildcat stadium was phenomenal, was. you know, sneaking there in the summertime and try to get on it. And he would run us off of that. And, and we kind of <laughs> realized like, man, this place, is, it is special here, you know, and it's a, you know, it's something that I would talk about with teammates at Baylor. Uh, you know, some of those guys that, you know, that that played at different, you know, some of those Fort Bend guys were in our district. You know, we had yeah. Willerys and Clements and Kempner and Dulles uh, in my district, uh, my sophomore and junior year. And it's playing with some of those guys back in high, back at Baylor, Kenyatta Parker, Cornelius Banks, yeah. uh, some of those guys that, that I played at Baylor with. Uh, those guys were like, man, hey, there ain't no, there ain't no stadium like, like Wildcat Stadium, that grass, you know, that yeah. turf. That grass that's on there is, is special, you know. And so was, uh, I think I actually might have coached in one of the – I think I coached in one of the last games at Wildcat Stadium when I was at Manville uh, before they made the big change because I remember, uh, uh, you know, we were playing against Qu- – Quandre Diggs was a sophomore, okay. yeah. uh, I believe, and uh, Henry Josie and those guys. Yeah. Uh, but I, my nephew was on that team, uh, Tony Crane. He was, he was a great player for those guys for four years as well. But, uh, 
you know, being there is just something special about it, man. And now when I drive through Angleton, you know, to go see my mom or my sister, it's like it's I drive by it. I'm like, man, there's some memories there, but it's not the same field anymore because the stands aren't there anymore. And, sure. and, you know, obviously the grass isn't what it used to be. <laughs> now, I'm with you, man. I mean, the, I do remember the, the playing surface being pristine, but I got to ask about that visitor locker room, coach. Oh, hey, that's home field advantage, man. That's, home field advantage. That's, what I, that's what I'm saying. Like that was. That was by design, I take it, because there was yeah, like no I, AC. It was just. <laughs> but I'll tell you, but I will tell you, it was the same on both sides. Was like, it really? That's like, what I wanted it to was ask. The same, yeah. It was the same exact, because uh, we had to do our summer workout camp out of yeah. there one summer. Uh, and so that we were like, oh, we get to go on the visitor side over here. It's, it was, we were like, oh, this looks just like our side. You know, it's got, oh, you know, it's okay. a long hallway looking thing, yeah. you know, yeah. everything. So it, it, it was exactly the same. Now we might've had the AC on. on there you side. go. That was, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, and then the other man, we, we won that game and it, coach for me, it was in 2001 and the yellow dog, man, that was maybe an hour and a half trip. Like I just remember oh, yeah. like, I had to pee so bad. <laughs> that game. But I was, man, yeah. that, that's my memories, you know, from that night, but Angleton, you know, I actually work with coach Britton. Now I work for, you know, Dactronics yeah. and they got a new video board from us. And so I, I've oh, yeah. been there quite a bit. Angleton is blowing up. It yeah. may be like, I almost think like maybe it could be like the woodlands of the South in, in some, a couple years, honestly speaking, you know? And so like, it's probably yeah. a way different, do you have any thoughts on that, man? As you see your hometown just blow up? Yeah, you know, you go down there, and like I said, I know, you know, when I was in high school, you know, obviously there wasn't a six A, but we were a five A, you know, and so uh, we were five A, but we we uh, petitioned up, you know, we we had four A numbers, but you didn't yeah. want to be a four A during that time. So you had Lamarck, Texas City, yeah. and all yeah, those guys yeah, yeah, in those nineties. Yeah. Like you're almost like, hey, I'll take my chances with some of these other the good teams <laughs> right. we're playing against, right? But like, you know, you're kind of so, uh, you know, just kind of seeing that. You know, seeing seeing that uh, growth, you know, because I drive out there, you know, I, I would go see my mom and I drive through there sometimes uh, for other things. And, you know, you see the housing, the the subdivisions that are going yeah. up, you know, and I had a conversation with Coach Britton, uh, you yeah. know, and he was saying that he goes, Coach, we're going to be like we're going to be a 6A, you know, before yeah. or before maybe at this next realignment. But if not that one, he said for sure that following man, there's so much growth going on and, and everything. So uh, it's interesting. You know, it's a small town field. I mean, I grew up. You know, I grew up on the south side of town when I moved up there in fifth grade. You know, I grew up in a, you know, uh, in a in the trailer park on the south side of town and everything like that. So it was a little bit had a, had a little bit of a country feel to it, yeah, and, yeah. and everything. And I, I'm hoping that it still maintains that country feel uh, a little bit. Uh, sure. but, uh, but like I said, it's it's a unique town, man. And I, you know, I, I can tell you, I hired two guys at Clear Lake High School that were both. I coached one at Angleton, yeah, and then the other one was one of, uh, named Kevin Sullivan, who came and coached for me at Clear Lake. After I coached him there in Angleton, then uh, Rocky Granville is my guy. You know, he was yeah. my assistant head coach for seven years there at Clear Lake. And uh, he's an humble now uh, okay. as a DC and assistant head coach and is going to do a phenomenal job there. Uh, but those those two guys are Angleton guys. So I had to have a little Angleton on my coaching staff, you know, uh, and, and, and everything to kind of balance me out a little bit and remind me of that hometown. And, uh, you know, my wife calls us three crazy because we're always just, you know, Angleton, Angleton, Angleton. You know, yeah. that's, that's our hometown. We're so proud of it. You yeah. know, uh, I know everybody's proud of their hometown, but uh, – you know, it's just one of those things. Like, it's a special, special place to me. And, you know, it's, it's tough. We went down there and played at Angleton uh, uh, last year, you know, on the varsity level at Clear Lake. And yeah. we didn't come out with the win, you know, right. and everything. But uh, I haven't won in that stadium yet. I'm 0-2. We played the, <laughs> the mark in a regional final uh, yeah. Yeah. down there as well and lost that one. So, I'm actually 0-2 in that new stadium. I, I need Wildcat. Wildcast Stadium back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Coach, man, and obviously, you know, Coach Britton says they're going to be 6A soon. If the growth doesn't stop, eventually we got to have that two high school conversation. And I know that could be a tough – I'm just curious, man, as a native, 
can you imagine a second high school? What's that? What's what's the the the, the chatter in the town going to be like if that happens? Man, I tell you, it, it would be you know, I, and there's that pride in that one horse town. Yeah. I mean, you kind of saw it. You kind of saw it. Uh, you know, when I got to, and you know, Alvin was another rival that yeah, we had yeah. Angleton, uh and everything as well. But uh, you know, we saw that a little bit when I when I got to Manville. It was kind of like, hey, Alvin, Al, Alvin, people were not very as receptive as you wanted them sure, to be. Sure, sure, uh, sure. To Manville opening up. Uh, and so it's kind of like, Hey, we're a one horse town, you know, it's in our DNA. Like, that's what we are, you know, and I, and I totally get it. And yeah. that's the feel in Angleton, Texas, you know, it's, it's like, yeah. you know, we're a one horse town and, and, and everything, but yeah, it's, if it does go to a two and, you know, it, but here I sit in my office at, in Allen, Texas right now, where we've got, they seven did it. Yeah. Students, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you feel, I mean, when you walk through this place and I've been here about two months now and, uh, you know, when you, when you're in this place, man, you walk around town, everybody's an Allen Eagle, you know, yeah. and every, everybody, and you know the school itself with that many students, they still hung on to that that small town, right? Uh, you know, feeling that you have, and everybody's an Allen Eagle. Uh, but there, there's a bunch of people here. You know, I can tell yeah. you that too. So, coach, I can relate, man. My family and I, we just moved out here to Katy, and so I'm, oh, yeah. I'm right down. I'm five minutes from Katy High School now. My son's oh, yeah. gonna be a Katy Tiger someday. <laughs> Katy's a nine high school district. It's a big old, but you know, but it feels like a small town in Katy. Yeah, yeah. It really does. Oh, yeah. Old town Katy feels like a small town, man. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I totally get that. Now you played football, you know, you obviously you're a three-year starter on the offensive line and baseball. You mentioned some of your little league baseball days, but this second part, I had no idea, coach. You said you played in basketball tourneys of older guys <laughs> at different sites around Houston, usually sponsored by 97, nine, the box. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. How yes, we sir. Get this man. country boy from Angleton coming <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you, man, hey, if people, people that know me know that I can play a little basketball. And that's, Love not, it. that's not me bragging, you know, or anything, but yeah, I got yeah. a little shot, you know, and, and, and can play a little bit, but, uh, I never, you know, Phil Reynolds was our head coach at Angleton and, uh, coach Reynolds was always like, Hey, McCray, come play basketball for yeah. me. And I was like, coach, you know, I just kind of need a little break between, I feel bad now because I'm with my own son. I'm like, Hey, we yeah. go football, basketball, right, track, right, you right. know, baseball for a while, you know? And so, uh, you know, Coach Reynolds would always, and I was like, Coach, I need a break between football and baseball, you know, and, and everything. And so uh, he would always give me a hard time. But, you know, in, in Angleton, Texas, everybody knows about Bates Park. And that's right. where you go and learn. That, that is the, that is the the streetiest ball that you can yeah, find yeah. out there. There ain't no fouls. You know, everybody's getting after <laughs> yeah. out there and everything. Uh, we also had the, the the old EOC the or the EC, the early childhood campus where yeah. we played our intermediate games at. We would also go over there and play ball. But I just I hooked up with some older guys, man, that were like in their 30s and 40s. Yeah. They're like, hey, we hey big man, we need a big man. Yeah. You know, yeah. Everybody else was a ball handler, you know. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> hey, we need a big man. Just hey, get boards, man, get putbacks and uh, you know, block some shots and and, and come on, you know. And so Love I would play in those tournaments, man, on the weekend. And you know, it it would be a 97-9 sponsored tournament. And uh, you know, some of those guys that were kind of legends at Bates Park and legends yeah. at uh, at the ECC, uh, you know, those guys would they they Hey, you need to ride there? And I'm like, no, nah, I'll drive there, you know, and everything. But I was 16, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old driving to yeah. these all around, you know, HISD schools and different yeah, campuses yeah. to be hosting at different times. And, uh, you know, I just, I'd get out and, you know, my mom would like, where are you going? And I'd tell her and she'd go, oh, okay. You know, she, she didn't really know, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, it was all good fun. I mean, it was yeah. great, yeah. great basketball. You know, there, I'm not going to lie and tell you that there weren't a couple of fights that broke out, you know, sure. had my mom known that she might not have let me, wanted me to go, but, uh, you know, it was, it was a big part of me, you know, being able to play basketball with that with that group of guys. And actually, it actually found its way to making me a little bit tougher on the football field. Absolutely. 
everything. So, uh, I, you know, I dare not call a foul, you know, I'm a big guy too. So you don't get to call fouls, you know, yeah. you're for you, you know, so but that, but that's kind of what that was, you know, and it was kind of a third sport for me, if you will. So, <laughs> man, you know, a coach, I love hearing that story because I think a misnomer, you're a guy that played big time division one football as an offensive lineman, you know, and yeah, I think sometimes think of people think of offensive linemen as just big plotting <laughs> fruits, you know, but like, dude, the good ones like yourself, we got good feet as often, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So I'm not yeah. surprised you could do that coach. And that, that definitely makes sense. Now, one you talked about, you know, you, you started as a, a sophomore on varsity. You kind of got that wake up call when, when you got blindsided there by that linebacker from old Texas city, but <laughs> as a big guy, as a mauler, you know, you said you were all about business and you were actually wearing that guy's butt out. So that's why he blindsided <laughs> you. But like, was there a moment whenever you're a sophomore making varsity where you, you felt like, I belong here. I'm not just the, the runt on the team or whatever. Like I belong here at this level, even though I'm, I'm only a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of, you know, being there from fifth grade on, uh, you know, you kind of, you look around and you see the other guys that kind of in your grade and we, we kind of had a clue, like we had an idea of what other guys that were sophomores that were going to get a shot at varsity. Cause you kind of, you kind of know, you know, you look around. So, you know, we had Chris Aluka uh, was a guy that, uh, you know, Chris, Chris was a, a receiver for us while we had Mark Ferris at quarterback uh, for a couple Wow, of Mark years. Ferris, Aggie. Yeah. 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 He I was, didn't know that. Was, okay. Yeah. He was my quarterback uh, my sophomore and junior year. And then uh, Chris took, Chris was a receiver during those two years. And uh, then Chris took over at quarterback uh, senior year. So the whole recruiting process, you know, he was the kind of a guy that I could kind of lean on. I mean, you know, we kind of leaned on each other a little bit for recruiting. Uh, he ended up going to Oklahoma State uh, and was there for a few years and then ended up transferring to Sam Houston. And Chris was actually the first guy you know, in that run of Sam Houston quarterbacks that were the record-breaking guys, I think Chris actually was the first one uh, to go down there and break some passing records and, yeah. and do kind of some of those things. And so, uh, you know, we, we had him, we had a guy, Brad Randolph was another guy that, that was a great player in that that group, uh, Jermaine Bradshaw, Tim Irvin, like they're, all these guys we knew, hey, they're going to they're have a shot to be on varsity, you know, and, and everything. And so for me, you know, as an offensive lineman, it was just kind of that point of getting in there and proving yourself that you could go against some of these you know, some of these, these juniors and senior guys that might've had right. off season up right. on you right? Uh, and everything as well. And, and I'll be honest, man, I wouldn't, I, I was not like the strongest guy, you know, in the world, you know, I was just uh try to play with great technique, you know, and, and, and all of that as well. And, you know, back then I, I'm, you know, I hesitate to say there wasn't as much technique as, as I would say there is now the right. game, sure, sure, sure. line, the yeah. breaking down of it. You know, which it's two different styles. I'm not going to say one's better than the other or, or anything like that as well. But uh, it is it is a technical position, but there's a fine line between making your guys so technical that they're robotic. Right. You know, you want them if a guy's a mauler or, and I'm telling them, hey, I need you to take this six inch step and get here. Like if you can do it, if you can get the job done at the end of the day, I'm not right. going to mess you up. Like, don't right. let me right. don't let me mess you up. You know, if you can get there and get the job done, like. I'm not going to overcoach you and make you a robotic, you know, or anything like that. So my high school coach, David Jennings, uh, and then uh, Paul Eby was one of my offensive line coaches at Angleton as well. Uh, those guys did a great job of just kind of letting, you know, letting us play. And they're like, hey, if you get him blocked, get him blocked, you know. And right. so, uh, you know, so I, it was one of those things where I kind of had a good idea that, you know, I could I could get it done, you know. And they, they had a lot of faith in me and confidence in me, and I thank them for that. And I had some some great times you know, playing against some, some great teams in Houston area, you know, that uh, I just remember battles with, uh, you know, Deer Park and some of yeah. those teams, my yeah. junior senior, they had some good teams, you know, uh, back in the day as well. So uh, none better than who knocked me out of the playoffs my uh, sophomore and junior year, though. Galveston Ball was a real deal. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Man, did, did you go down to the Rock for that game? or, or No, no we, we met him in the first round of the playoffs. Okay. Uh, uh, man, I guess it was my, my sophomore year. We played him at Mercer. Okay. Yep. On the old flat turf, you know, and then yeah. uh, my junior year, we played him there again. But, man, I'll tell you, man, that first year, it was whew, it was like 49 to nothing. First round, wow. I was like, yeah, okay, this that's an eye opener that I, that was another eye opener that I was going to be like, Pfft. and so Casey Hampton as a freshman. Yeah. Uh, over yep. there, defensive tackle. I look out there, and Philip Myers was a great linebacker at A and M. I look out there; they got a guy named Cephas Scott, who's a great defensive end. They got, uh, you know, Rodney Artmore, George McCullough, like all these yeah. guys that. that and George might have been at Baylor already at that time, but like I look around, and I'm like, holy cow! Like yeah. 11, all eleven of these guys went and played Division One football. Right, so, right, right. Uh, Casey Hampton was just a you know 240 pound freshman uh, <laughs> defensive tackle that I got the double team down on a couple times and all that and. You know, the cool thing with him is I saw him as a – when I was a sophomore, he was a freshman. When I was a junior, I right. saw him again. Yeah. My senior year, I had a, a – against Laporte, I, I, I tore cartilage in my knee. That So, I missed the Galveston ball game. Uh, but I met up with him again when he was at Texas. Right. He was 245 <laughs> whenever we met yeah. each other as a freshman. He was about 345. Right, yeah. He was in Texas. I was like, it's a little different trying to move this. You know, Nico, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you, you brought up the sophomores making varsity. Now, how many, how many made it at Angleton at that time? Like how uh, at that, varsity? at that time, there, man, there's, uh, I just remember Ernie Valdez was a defensive tackle that, that made it right around. Right I mean, it was probably, man, I'd say there's probably 10 of us. 10. Uh, okay. Really? Okay. 10, Cause I, yeah. the reason I ask is like, I remember when I was coming through a lot of times, man, it might be one or two, yeah. or maybe you just had a great sophomore class, but like back in the nineties, in the early 2000s yeah. number there was more kids playing and it just felt like sophomores on varsity was like not a thing like, and, like specials but like like it didn't yeah. happen a whole lot yeah right no, but now right. it's yeah. like i broadcast these games coach and it's like i see more and more and more and so i don't know if it's like because numbers are down or because like you said there's more specialized training and so kids are like yeah. they're ready yeah. earlier like have you noticed that trend as well and i'm just curious any thoughts you have about it yeah no absolutely man like that's uh you know you look at I mean, I think, and not to take away one position from the other, but, you know, some of the skill positions, you know, if I'm a receiver, that sure. can get, you know, if, if I'm a, you know, I know, I know I was looking the other day, I, you know, we have, we have one here, at, you know, a kid here at Allen that, you know, started on varsity last year as a freshman. Yeah. Uh, he's a 10 five, seven guy, you know, named Caleb, yeah. Caleb, Jet, Caleb Jet Smith, you know, which yeah. is appropriate nickname for him, but uh, yeah. like he's special, special, you know, and he, to step on the field here at Allen as a freshman, and and play you know play that and everything i mean he he's he's really really good you know and so right. uh you know it's just it's just one of those things you do offensive linemen you know if they've been yeah. coached up if they've been they've worked on their footwork you know there's some great trainers out there that 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 do some of that stuff and, and everything my wife's always on me about hey you need to start training offensive linemen like on the side you know and everything yeah. like you know everything too so uh i'm like yeah with all my free time you know that I have, <laughs> right you know, uh but but yeah they, i think it's uh the specialized training that guys are getting now uh, you know, parents, you know, earlier and earlier, you know, they're getting kids into some of these lessons and things like that. I mean, there, there are, in my, my opinions on youth football, sometimes are a little bit varying, uh, sure, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, this may be a controversial thing and I don't want to get your, your podcast controversial, but I feel like <laughs> it's okay. We know, welcome it. Let's, let's go. Yeah, we were just talking about the other day, you know, here, here, here in the office, I was talking to another coach and, you know, a kid was like, yeah, coach, I, you know, I put, I, I, uh, you know, I played four four games this past weekend, and right. we were like, "All right, yeah, you played four baseball games. All right, cool. You know, how, how'd you guys do?" He's like, "Oh, we lost by a touchdown. You know, lost by a touchdown in one game." He's like, "Whoa, we're not talking about baseball. You played four right. football games, right?" You know, and so I, I just, 
you know, I, I have a varying opinion on it. My son, who, you know, who's going to be a sophomore this year, he's a class of 26 guy. Uh, you know, he didn't play youth football. Now, a lot of that had to do with the fact that he was a, a big fella and he was yeah. over the weight limits, you know, and everything yeah. like yeah. that. But, but there's some rogue leagues out there that well, there's some, there's some out there that are no, no weight restrictions and you go out there and play. So, uh, you know, I think the youth teams are doing, they're doing a, a good job with training kids and getting, getting them exposed to things early and teaching them how to compete. Uh, you know, so I think, like we're saying, I think some of those things do add up into a kid maybe being able to get out in front of those Friday night lights a little bit sooner. Uh, you know, so it all, it may be a culmination of it. I just, I know there's a fine line between too much sometimes and finding that balance and really letting your body rest at times. Uh, so there's not a burnout, you know, at the end of it. <laughs> Coach, I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm with you hundred percent. Like, I mean, I, I always wanted to play youth football. My parents wouldn't let me, my mom wouldn't <laughs> let me, but. <laughs> now that I've been through, like I think seventh grade is a great time to start tackle football. Yeah, there, there's no rush. There yeah. is no rush. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm I'm big on the flag football component. You know, every yeah. sport, whatever, yeah. baseball, soccer, just play a bunch of things, and then yeah. there's plenty of time to, to pad up. So, man, I'm absolutely, yeah, 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 with you 100. Now, I know, I know that's not the. Sometimes that's not everybody won't agree with that, but that hey, you know, to each their own. And so for the parents yeah. that do want it, I, I, you know, I'm not against. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Personally, I'm, I'm not mad. I would, at agree, it. With, I would agree with you, coach. Now, <laughs> I guess when you bring that up, though, I saw a tweet this morning actually from some coach on Twitter. I forget exactly who, but but saying like, if you're going to camps during the season, if it's not sponsored by a college, which is very rarely, it's never going to be. Yeah, that's a red flag. You, you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Not, yeah. Can you speak to that? In front of my my parents listening, like if you do get approached for in season camps, you're yeah, no, that's you're, yeah. Talk talk to me about that. Yeah, no, that's 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 a thing that you know uh, you know like I, said, I mentioned Rocky Gramble earlier. You know my yeah. my guy that you know there at Clear Lake, and you know as far as you know, I always welcomed it and opened the door up. You know, from my ten years at Manville also as well. Just kind of, you know, I would go and work camps that were sponsored by the colleges that were, right. you know, we were allowed to. Then the NCAA said you can't do that anymore, uh, you know, but I'm still at them, you know, and, and everything. But, uh, you know, some of those camps are, you know, to put it nicely, some of them are money grabs, sure. you know, and, and you know, yeah. oh, this person's going to be there. Oh, oh, they couldn't show up. Sorry. You know, so right. Uh, right. we always kept the door open. If any parents wanted to come, you know, I always got with them and said, hey, before you sign up for a camp, like if you have any questions about it, like come to us, you know, like, like come and ask us if it's legit, you know, or not. Uh, and, you know, during the season, the last thing you want to do is, you know, if you're, you know, your teammates are dependent on you, whether it's freshman varsity or JV, you know, they're dependent on you to show up on game, game night, you know, during that week. And if you, you know, let's say you go to this camp and you get hurt yeah. at this non-sanctioned camp that there's no, yeah. you know, no, no college coaches at or anything or, it's just it's just a tough pill to swallow when you have to come in there and drag yourself in there and tell that coach I got hurt at this camp. Right. You know, that's a, that's a tough deal. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there are some great ones out there. Uh, you know, we recommend and we try to be I try to be really realistic with our kids. And, um, you know, when my time at Clear Lake, you know, I tried to tell kids like, hey, look, it, there's certain camps out there that are for you. There's certain ones that may not be, you know, if you know, I, I tell them a lot of times, hey, if UT hadn't come and knocked your door down yet, you know, type deal. You know, if you just want to go there for the experience to be right. on the campus, to stay in the dorm, to do all those types of things. But I'm trying to be realistic with parents, too. And like, hey, your money's better spent going over to, uh, you know, maybe an SFA camp or maybe, sure. yep. you know, maybe, maybe a, a D2 or a D3 camp and where there may be multiple colleges there and you get more bang for your buck, you know. And so, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to diminish any kids dreams that they've got a dream. And, you know, some kids develop late and, and things yeah. like that as well. And that, that happens all the time. 
But, you know, if parents kind of ask me my opinion on a camp, you know, I try to I try to be realistic with them. And I've set that standard from the time I got to Clear Lake. I set that up front and just said, hey, I'm going to I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not talking badly about you. But I'm just saying in my experiences, this is what, you know, and then listening that the college coaches come by and talk to us. Yeah. This is what we're looking for, coach. You know, and hey, I got this guy, I got this guy, I got this guy. You know, we'll talk about them. Uh, but yeah, camps, camps are, a, you probably do a two hour, a two hour conversation on camps. <laughs> I, I like what you said, man. And again, again, not, not trying to just cast a broad stroke, but the, the money yeah. grab portion, just, I think parents should just be careful sometimes with people that are, that they're paying <laughs> and, and taking their advice. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. Th- yeah, that's why I would just lean on the high school coach and, their, and yeah. his, his yeah. or her staff. You know I mean? I, I, I just think you guys are plugged in, you're talking to the recruiters. And so, That'd be my advice as a former coach, you know, just yeah. trust people like Coach McCray. And, you know. Yeah, and, and and I'll tell you, man, like there's there's no better guys down. Uh, you know, we, there's some guys that do personal training. Sure, sure. You know, that, that you know, is a little different than a camp. You know, you go and get some individualized yeah. training and things like that. During the season, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, but there's some guys down there, man. I, I, I'd put my, I'd put my, you know, everything I got, my name, everything, entirety on, you know, the Donnie bags, the Donnie bags of the world, you know, yeah. Donnie does a great job, the, you know, down there in the Galveston County area, yeah, uh, just getting kids, you know, teaching kids the right way, you know, to do things and things like that. So there, there's great trainers out there like him. I know, uh, you know, up in the Northern part of the area, I know, uh, uh, was it footwork King, you know, some uh-huh. of those guys, I know, I mean, they get out there with NFL guys, you know, and they're training those yeah. guys doing good work and that's attractive to kids, you know, to come out there and get trained just like those guys are. So, you know, there's guys out there. I know Donnie, you know, I, I don't know uh, footwork King as much as I know. I know Donnie bags. I, I mean, I put everything I got on that guy. Cause I know yeah. he's, he does a good job with the character of, of the kids and, and working with them. And, you know, I always ask him about expanding and doing some O-line work, you know, and things like that too. And he's like, oh, it's out of my wheelhouse coach. Like I'm a DB. Yeah. DB linebacker guy, you know, and, and everything. So, uh, but like I said, those, those guys are out there too, you know, and they're doing a good job and they're helping out our game uh, as well, as long as it's not too much, you know, Correct. And getting injuries, you know, overuse injuries and things like that. Totally agree. And that's why, you know, we talked about this a little bit with the Rick LaFavors episode from Ridgepoint is that just, I would go to the coach. Like if I'm a parent wanting to get extra work, I would talk to coach McCray, talk to coach LaFavors. What do you recommend? And yeah. how, how, what do you recommend that fits what we're doing at the school with the program? Right. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I think that's definitely the way to go. And, now. And, and not to get you off topic either, but it's the same thing, man. Like with, like with seven on seven, yeah. uh, you know, the best seven on seven guys that I've been around now, uh, you know, they, you know, obviously, you know, we want kids to be active. We want them to take part in things. You know, some of these guys get to travel all around the country, see colleges together. I mean, that all that's good stuff, you know, uh, but you know, the best seven on sevens I've been around the ones that like would contact me up front and say, Hey coach, like we've decided th- these guys are going to be on our seven on seven team. We've told them and their parents up front, if you've got a seven on seven going on, or you've got something going on with your high school program, that is first and foremost, Beautiful. that is the most important thing. So, I mean, I respect, um, absolutely. I respect that, yeah. Like way more than, you know, if, if a guy tries to put a kid in a situation where they're like, Hey, you got to come, you got to come to our seven on seven, you know, and, and right. you know, hey, forget, forget your high school, you know, I'm, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you recruited. I'm going to do all this stuff over here. So uh, there's some pretty good ones down there, you know, in my time at, at Clear Lake and in my time at Manville, uh, some really, really good seven on seven organizations down there as well that, uh, that, that do preach high school, high school, high school, your high school coach, you know, and yeah. uh, I'm all for kids learning different ways to, to do things and putting more tools in their tool belt, you know, yeah. and I like that with my offensive lineman. I said, Hey, I'm going to teach you how to do it. There's a way we're going to do it here at Allen. 
you know, but it, it, to hear a different voice, you know, from different yeah. people, because you, if you do have hopes to go play in college, you're going to hear a different coach and a different style. No two offensive line coaches are the same and it goes right. across positions, you know? So that's another, another reason to kind of do a little bit of that stuff. No, man. Lo- love hearing that. So yeah, definitely it's student centered, right? Like putting the kid oh. first and, and working around us. I'm out. Yeah. I love that you were doing that with those coaches, yeah. but now as far as uh, college, you end up getting a full ride at Baylor uh, up in Waco, you know, right, right off I-35 in between the Metroplex and Austin, beautiful location <laughs> there. And uh, you know, just, just talk about that experience, man, getting to, you know, a lot of my good friends, I know Bobby Darnell, uh, oh, yeah. Bobby coach and Jason yeah. Haddock, I'm assuming yeah, Jason, at the same yeah. time, dude, right. Man. So a lot of great coaches came out of that team there at that time so can you just talk about your your memories of, of being a Baylor Bear football player yeah and I'm looking forward like I'm actually uh tonight tonight I'm actually going over and up in Plano up here coach Aranda's up here speaking tonight awesome uh, yeah a couple of guys I played with at Baylor uh Mike Johnson I think a couple other guys are they're gonna be over there at a the little little dinner thing stated yeah. union dress kind of for uh yeah, yeah. football but uh but no, man, it's, uh, you know, having an opportunity to play there. I was, you know, fortunate and lucky to be recruited, you know, pretty, you know, pretty well and everything. Yeah. And it was just a total shock. I, I, nobody from my family had gone to college. Nobody, you know, yeah. has 80, 80 cousins in Dallas because my mom had 11 brothers and sisters. And so yeah. the whole college experience, man, I'm, I leaned on my coaches uh, at Angleton High School, uh, Wade Barksdale, you know, Mike Mullins, uh, all those guys are my high school coaches there and uh, just, you know, having that experience with them. And so I, you know, I took my trips. I went to, I went to Miami. I went to, to, oh, Bay, okay. to Rice. I went yeah. to Arkansas, the Danny Ford in Arkansas, and then uh went to Colorado as well. And so, uh, you know, just kind of settled on Waco because all my family lived in Dallas and then my yeah. mom, my dad, and everybody lived in there in Angleton. And so it's kind of a healthy, healthy, uh, yep. midpoint. Yep. Uh, but no, I just, uh, you know, went in there, man. And, and as a freshman and that was that welcome the welcome to college football moment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, you go through freshman camp, man, and you're like, all right, man, I, can, I got this, man. Like, we're all like, like we're, all, and we had a really good recruiting class, man. Jermaine out, Jermaine was in that class. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, and we had just, you know, we had five offensive linemen in that class. Uh, Carlos Rocha from Katie High School. Uh, wow. Yatslau was a running, a great running back from Katie High School. Uh, I mean, we just, it, it was a great class. And so you get there and you're like bumping around a little bit, you know, with shirts on and helmets. And you're like, all right. And then when those older guys got there. <laughs> I just remember man, a guy named Gary Baxter, like he, yeah. he, he initiated, you know, he, he indoctrinated me into college football because, you know, one-on-one pass pro first time he would go full pads. He didn't give, he didn't, he didn't worry about any one move. He didn't try to give me speed, even though he ran like a four, six, yep. he said, I'm just going to take my helmet, put it right through the middle of this freshman and put him on his back. And that's what happened. You know? So <laughs> I was like, Ooh, okay, we got to work. You know, I have to work a little bit. I don't want that to happen again. So uh, you know, that defense at Baylor that first year, I was on scout. I mean, I got redshirted my first year and uh and everything. And so uh that defense we had was a top defense in the nation. Uh Daryl Gardner, LaCurtis Jones, uh Adrian Robinson. Yeah. Uh man, it was it was loaded. And so I got to, you know, I got to go against Daryl Gardner pretty much every day in practice. And lucky for me, like he kind of took it easy on me every once in a while. He was six, seven, three, fifteen, monster. Yeah. Uh, you know, and everything. So I you know, I did my scout team time and and everything like you're supposed to and uh heading into my second year uh was the first year of the big 12 and uh you know we, we look at the schedule and we're like all right you know let's let's go you know here, here we go and so i remember we started off three and oh uh beat beat louisville louisville uh-huh. uh they beat la tech at la tech uh, la tech was actually the opener and I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fresh freshman you know i'm like yeah. second depth chart kind of and i'm like all right I, I, might, I might get in i might not yeah 
So next thing you know, like all of a sudden, the guy that's in at right tackle, and it might have been Mike Johnson. I think it was Anthony Williams maybe. But one of those guys, uh, their shoe blew out. <laughs> and they were like, they were like Bone Crusher, because that, that's my nickname was Bone Crusher. Baby. That was <laughs> Love it. By, by Fred Miller, because he said I look like a my wrestling. Fred Miller, the NFL. Yeah, Fred. Yeah, Fred, Fred yeah, okay. Was yeah. My first year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Fred, Fred goes. You know, he he basically gave me that nickname, Bone Crusher, because he said I look like a one of those wrestlers that has the big upper body and the tiny the, the skinnier legs. <laughs> uh, so he said you like one of those wrestlers with the 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 you know you put the yeah. put the the, the uniform on you in the, in the, in the ring or whatever. So that name stuck, you know, it's bone crusher just kind of stuck the whole time. So my, I heard uh, coach, uh, you know, my coach at the time, uh, coach Chris Lancaster, uh, who's actually coaching in the Waco area now, again, high school ball. Uh, he's like, bone crusher. And if I heard that, I knew it was time to go in. And I'm like, here you go. And I was report for duty, sir, basically. And like, put me in, okay, where am I going? So I played right side and left side, depending on what happened, you know? So, uh, we're at La Tech, and that's that's kind of my first exposure, first game. But anyway, we start off three and zero that year, uh, and our next trip, man, we go up to we we go out, we head out to Lubbock uh, to play Byron Hensbard and the and the Texas wow. Tech Red Raiders, man. So I'm like, all right, Big Twelve, here we are, you know and everything. He, I think he commenced the rushing for like two seventy five on us that night. Was Zach Thomas out there? Uh, no, he'd already no. got he he was there the year before. Okay, okay. Uh, we played him at Waco the year before and actually beat him. With Zach Thomas, Debbie Lethridge was the quarterback, uh, and, and actually beat them that year. They got to go to the bowl game instead of us because they had a, a, a better fan base. I guess they there weren't forty five bowl games back then. You know, right. there was a very limited numbers. So, but uh, but yeah, they beat us, man. They beat. Yeah, there was tortilla. I had tortillas in my in my dreams. You know, yeah. after chunked at us that whole time, and then lo and behold, we go to we go to Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, the next week to the black shirt defense and. Uh, I'm out there and all of a sudden I hear bone crusher, you know? And so I'm like, all right, I'm, let me go in coach. So I go in there and, you know, Jared Tomich is on one side. Yeah. Grant Winstrom is on the other side. Oh man. So I get the, the one who wasn't as high rated at the time was Winstrom because he was younger. Yeah. And I just remember, you know, and then you had the two, the Peters brothers with the defensive tackles. Oh yeah. Jason Peters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so they're, they're, they're both yeah. right there. So you look across the defense and I'm like, man, like there's some dudes, man, they can go, you know? So uh, I just remember what sticks out in my mind, and because every time I saw him do it in the NFL, I thought, oh, maybe it just wasn't me, you know. So we're running a screen, a little running back delay screen uh, to uh, Gerard Douglas, who was our running back at the time, and I, you know, I, I'm trying to sell him, sell him up the field, and get him up the field, you know, and everything. And so, you know, the whole premise is, hey, they go like pass, you know, yep. swap club him, get him up field. And so I go to kick slide, and I, I'm like, man, I'm doing a great job of acting, acting. He thinks it's a pass. Here we go. And so he takes about two steps and he just stops. And I'm like, Oh, Gerard, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's about to happen, you know, whatever. So <laughs> I try to go and get something on him anyway. Gerard catches the ball, gets hit under the chin, you know, by, by uh, Grant Winstrom. And yeah. it, amazingly though, if you look it up, Grant Winstrom in the NFL, he did it constantly. Right. He would read screens better than any other guy, I think in yeah. the NFL. And so I was kind of, I didn't feel as bad. I still felt bad yeah. for Gerard that he got hit like that. Um, but uh, but that was that was kind of a indoctrination in that. So we ended up four and seven that year. Uh, yeah. We beat Iowa State, I think, was our lone Big Twelve uh, victory. So that was kind of my time there. And then but going into the following year, I had my second knee surgery, I believe. Wow. Uh, so I missed I missed a early early a lot of the season and everything. Just kind of played a backup role after that. Yeah. Uh, then in my fourth year, I, I did have another surgery. Yeah. And they ended up putting me on a medical, right? Uh, medical scholarship at that time, and I basically be- began my coaching career. Awesome. Uh, you know, I was able to be like a grad assistant. They kept me on my full scholarship. Uh, 
you know, and I just kind of started just being a fly on the wall with some great college coaches. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize the guys that came through Baylor coaching yeah. while my time was there. I mean, we had, you know, coach Gundy, Gundy was there yeah. you know, early on with us. Uh, you know, the different offensive line coach, Joe Wickline was, was there with us. Uh, you know, just a, a ton of coaches, uh, Daryl Drake, who I, I know he, he passed away recently, but was with the Chicago bears. Uh, coach Drake was there with us as well. Coach Fedora uh, yeah. was with us too. I mean, just, I mean, you just, you, you name it, man. There's a bunch of great, great trooper. Taylor was the yeah. energy out there, man. It was yeah. a Baylor bear himself, you know, from down yeah. in Fort Worth. Uh, but just, just a great group of coaches, you know, that you look at now. And it's funny because I, you know, I see a lot of those guys at coaching school that we're heading to this weekend yep. uh, and everything. But, you know, just a, a great group of coaches that I was able to be around and, and you know, kind of build relationships with. And, uh, you know, we were on the old the old overlay board. And I was in there making cut-ups, <laughs> yeah. doing the old school stuff, the way they used to do it and, and everything, and making sure stuff was cut up right for the coaches. And, uh, you know, I just remember – realizing that's what I wanted to do you know I mean I knew that before kind of yeah uh, I went into Baylor as an engineering major and stayed in it for about a year and a half and took it felt like every math class you could take and uh I was a math guy you know but uh before I came out I was a a, a history social studies uh football coach when I came out of Baylor so <laughs> I ask that every time coach I'm glad you brought that up and it's funny, 60% of my guests, when they started college, they did not think they were going to coach. So you're in the majority. <laughs> so that, that's kind of interesting there, man. Two, two things, Coach. This is too crazy. The other jersey I was debating on wearing, I have a Fred Miller Tennessee title. Do you really? Dude, I, hey, that's my guy, man. <laughs> I didn't even put two, to, two and two together, but I yeah. should have. I was like, man, let me wear Baylor for Coach. But I, I should have yeah. worn that one because that's your yeah, favorite teammate. That's, that's a Houston area guy too, man. Yep, he's, he's Ike, all the, swoop, swoop, all the Eisenhower legends. Eisenhower, yeah, 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 man, too cool, man. I, I wish I would have done that because that's that's pretty cool. And then when you said Gary Baxter, yeah, I remember him as a corner. Yeah, Gary, ba yeah, Gary, Gary. And so Baxter, he 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 was also pass rushing. Or oh, and I, no, I'm sorry, I got the name it's Gary Bandy. Gary, Gary Bandy. Okay, okay, because I know Gary, Gary Baxter was a stud for you guys. Gary Baxter was. He played in the NFL and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, Gary okay. was good. He was a year younger than me. Gary Bandy, he actually got a little little cup of tea, I guess, in the NFL as well. Yeah, okay. Uh, but he was, man, he was 6'3", six, 6 six, about 240, and ran 4'6", and was just powerful. Just, man, just, yeah. I don't know how I forgot his name because I don't remember that. I should have remembered that one forever. Oh, no, 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 no worries. No worries. I, I wasn't sure if they sent Gary on a blitz from the corner. And they, oh, they yeah. I, no, I, I hope, he, hope he watches this. I'd have taken care of Gary Baxter. Yeah, he, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Good stuff. So then, you know, uh, af after Baylor, you know, you mentioned it was to go through your coaching career. You said Sam Houston as a GA for yeah. about a week. So about a week, man. About, about a week, one? man. Well, you know, I, I went down there after my time at Baylor, you know, and, and doing my, you know, basically being a GA for like my last year or so, you know, there at Baylor, uh, you know, just realized that's what I want to do. Uh, you know, I saw how the GAs at Baylor, you know, they got, you know, they got scholarship checks like we did. They got yeah. books paid for fees, everything like that. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go get a GA job. I'm gonna do this college thing. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, so I go down to Sam Houston. I interview for the job, you know, with Coach Randleman uh, and I get the job and uh, I'm kind of excited about it and everything. And I'm like, all right, hey, what, you know, what they're like, oh, you're gonna, we're gonna let you teach some classes, you know, to help pay for some of your stuff. And, and all that. I was like, whoa, you mean like what well, pay for my stuff? You know, and they said, yeah, and I was like, so y'all don't pay for like books or anything. There's nothing. Uh, no, nah, well, let's teach these classes. You'll get a little bit. And I, again, nobody in my family had ever gone to college. Right. I knew nothing about student loans and right. financial aid. I mean, I was blessed to go yeah, sure. to on a full ride. And so they like, hey, you take out loans, you know, and pay for it. And I was like, why? Wait, that's like, 
that's like, uh, you know, I don't want to create a debt, you know, I'm sure, coming out yeah. zero balance from Baylor. Yeah. So anyway, so that, that kind of worked out and they were like, all right, well, these classes got canceled now, so we can't let you teach those classes either. And so I was like, Ooh, hold on guys. Like I'm gonna have to go yeah. like, we've got to reassess this, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, my wife, uh, you know, who Jamie McRae, uh, she was actually at Baylor still at the time. And so I was like, you know, I'm gonna go back to Waco maybe and, and, you know, just see what's out there, you know, and there's a crazy connection between this story and where I'm at right now, sitting at Allen in Allen, Texas, because uh, I went in, it was late. It was like July, you know, which in our coaching world, if guys are looking for jobs in July, sometimes, you know, it's sure. sure. What's your story? So so I got met with that a little bit, but you know, Lee Wickinson, who's the head coach here at Allen, He's the head coach at Bosque in Bosqueville, America. They're close to Waco, yeah. Texas. Yeah. And uh, I go in there and I call him and I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, he's like, tell me your story. And I was like, man, I played at Baylor. You know, I've been doing GA work the last few years. And he's like, man, I don't know if I believe this guy. And that's to hear him tell the story now. I should go down the hall and get him and make him tell the story. But yeah. uh, he tells it to everybody, you know, when we meet for the first time. But, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things where he's like, yeah, man, I, you need to come in person. I need to I need to see this guy. I need to see if he even looks like an offensive lineman that might have played at Baylor, you know, so. I go in there, we talk, and he's like, and it's like, what's the, what's the catch, man? Like, what's the catch? I was like, no catch, man. Like, I'm just back. I'm just back in Waco, you know? So, <laughs> uh, and so anyway, like, long story short with that, I end up, you know, coaching there at, at Bosqueville with him for three years, man. And I, and I, no offense to the other head coach I've worked for, you know, and everything like that. But I mean, it, he is the reason I'm back here in Allen. He's a mentor yeah. of mine, you know? And, and I mean, I haven't, I've worked with a lot of great coaches. And, and I mean, I, Lee Wigginson, man, like, I, he's my guy, you know, and yeah. he's a guy I call talk to you know we got you know kind of you don't talk as much sometimes when you're in football season and you're busy and, and everything and along his journey I've always kept up with him and always been proud of him and you know I, he's a THSCA president you know at, at this time you know and everything so that says a lot about his career and how, how he's thought of so I, not not a more organized guy out there and great human being uh than Lee Wigginson so that, that's kind of you fast forward to the yeah. places he's been to, the fast forward to the places I've been to. Every time he went somewhere, there was a call, Big Larry, I need you to come coach my O-line. <laughs> come coach my O-line, you know. So it just – there was times where, you know, I couldn't get I couldn't get my wife to move to Comfort the first time. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't get her to go to Mahaya because she was going to another place at that time. And then yeah. he went to Midlothian, and I was at Manville. And so he's like, I'm not going to bother you, man. You're doing some stuff there. You know, type deal. Yeah. So, uh, and then he went to Midlothian Heritage. And then uh, now when he got here to Allen, you know, he, he, he's he been working on me to, to get up here, you know, and everything. So, you know, it just kind of worked out, you know. So that's where I started at as as at Bosqueville, man. 1A school, like, you know, 30 kids on the, on the varsity football yeah. team, you know, and cutting your own grass. And and I will say it's just something about that that I think people ask me all the time. And in my chair that I was in at Clear Lake where I'm involved in the hiring of guys, I just think there's there's a lot of guys that come out nowadays like I'm a varsity coach because I you know because I, I did this this right. and this I'm a varsity football coach and it's like man go coach some go coach some junior high ball you know because we coached it all there at Bosqueville yep. I said cut your own grass you know I throw the laundry in yeah like, like do all those things stripe the field you know I've got yep. crazy stories of striping the field and you know, almost chop you know not chopping my leg off but almost <laughs> taking my leg off with a sledgehammer when I was you know striping the field one time so yeah. there's just stuff that comes with that that. You know, taping. I'm in there. My 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 kinesia or my my athletic training class that I took at Baylor. Man, I'm in there wrapping ankles at Bosqueville. You know, we're in there. Yeah. You know, doing that stuff. And so I think there's just something to said for knowing what hard work looks like. Not that guys can't go straight to varsity football and know what hard work is and and all that. But man, it's just me and my coaching career. Like there's, I tell people all the time, there's no better place I could have started my career than at Bosqueville with with Lee Wigginson. 
you know, and, and the other coaches we had there were fabulous too. So uh, it, for me, I mean, it propelled, you know, people look at your career and say, ah, you done, you know, you done this, done that. And I, I'm proud of my career because of where it started at. Yeah. Uh, well, and who it started with, you know, that's, that's a big deal to me. Same with coach Wigington. I mean, can, can you believe like a guy that was at a one a like that is now <laughs> leading the Allen Eagle? Like what a great yeah. story, man. I oh, love man. how he's like, what's the catch? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was, man. He, he still said, he said it the other day when he was yeah. talking to somebody, he's like, ah, big Larry was up to something. Like, I didn't know. Like, yeah. you know, so it, it, it's, it's fun, man. And it's fun being here. You know, and I told my wife when we moved here, you know, when we were making that decision, I said, Hey, like you understand, you understand, like, you know, not, and we worked, we worked our tails off at Clear Lake yeah. trying to make that into a program and, yeah. and do our thing and, and everything as well. I said, well, you understand, like, like this, like this place is different. And she, she understands, you know, the, yeah. The type of work, you know, that, yeah. that that Lee expects out of us also. And, the, you know, the well, what these kids deserve, you know, I mean, yeah. you got you to work your tail off, man. It's what the kids deserve, what the program deserves, what the, the city of Allen deserves. I mean, it's it's all the way around, you know. Man, I'm, I'm glad you pronounced it for me. I would not have guessed Bosqueville when I looked at uh, <laughs> it. That's what I love about Texas. We On a recent episode, I learned it's, it's burn it, darn it, not Burnett. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got Waxahachie. Yeah, yeah, it's burn it, you know, man. I got Waxahachie coach on the staff here that's from Burnett. <laughs> so, man, that's a good one. Then, But uh, after Bosqueville, uh, you did DeSoto for one year um, and Angleton for two years. And I now did. I keep yeah, stats on this, Coach. Only 22% of my guests have been able to go back to their alma mater to coach. So you're one of the few that got to do that. Like, and obviously you're <laughs> very <made> proud. <laughs> yeah. You're very proud. And so what was it like to go back? Absolutely. To coach? Absolutely. Yeah. Man, I tell you, like, aside from the football part, man, like, uh, you know, when I found out my teaching assignment, when I got down there, they were like, Hey, you're going to teach, here's your classroom, you know, and, uh, you know, here's, here's what you're going to teach and everything like that, man. I look up and I've got like, my senior year uh ap you know world history or ap government teacher is right across the hall from me right and then another teacher i had was right 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 next to her and they were like two like you know like staples of angleton high school for years yeah. you know and and so uh she that i felt like every day i was getting uh you know like a they were they were doing an observation on me like every day and i'm like man i gotta like mind my p's and q's like we got like we gotta do this thing you know sure. and, I don't want to let them down and be like, oh, we, we taught him and that's all he can do now. You know, like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> so I, I really had that pressure on me every day, but I like, I like that. You know, yeah. I like, you know, I like knowing that people are watching. I like knowing that people are, you know, expecting, you know, big things out of you and, and, and everything like that and just trying your best to deliver those things. So it, just from that side of it, the academic side, I was like, man, like, and they weren't even like the social studies department heads. Like it was like, they, you know, they were the teachers that taught me in high school. So I didn't want to like, Hey, you guys did a great job. I hope, I hope I can show you that you did a good job, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. uh, but the football side of it, man, you know, you go in small town, you know, you go to, go to the Kroger's and you go to the, you know, people, there were times where people felt like they could kind of come up to me and just let, Hey coach, Hey man, y'all went for it on two, you know, went for, <laughs> went for two the other night on that one. Like, Hey, what, you know, what's the head coach thinking on that? You know? And, and if, if I'm nothing else, man, I am loyal uh, to the day, to the day is done, you know? And so, uh, I was like, Oh, Hey man, it was, it was a, gr a group decision. We thought it was the best decision, you know, for our team at the time. And, yep. you know, so there were people that I went to school with, they're like, Oh man, we gotta, we gotta do this and we gotta do that. You know, this kid should be playing that position. I'm like, Hey man, look, I love you. But like, like you're not up there for the hours that we are Absolutely. And practice Good every answer. day yeah. and everything. And so, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. So it, it was really cool, you know, being back there and coaching there at Wildcat stadium, uh, you know, just, uh, 
you know, just an awesome, awesome opportunity to kind of coach there. And it, it, when I left there, man, like I, my wife can tell you, man, I like sat, I sat on the edge of the bed. And when I woke up to go to my first day of work at Manville and I, I literally, I really, and I, I ain't afraid to admit it. Like I cried because I said yeah. that I make the right decision, sure. you know? Yeah. And my yeah. wife was like, she's, you know, cause we're opening a brand new school. You know, I left behind like some great kids at Angleton and, and yeah. she said that number one thing, like, Hey, like there's kids at other schools that need you just as much as the ones That's that Angleton. Right. You know, and so that that was something that I kind of try to carry with me, you know, now because it is hard to leave, man. I same thing happened when I left Clear Lake, man, to come yeah. up here, man. Yeah. You just you leave behind. I left my nephew behind. You know, my nephew yeah. is, is going to be a senior at Clear Lake. Wow. And, yeah. uh, and everything, and so I mean, it hurts, man. It, it, there's some yeah. great kids out there that 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 really depend on you, lean on you, and you know, you hope that you know you obviously know that the district does a good job. They're going to take care of them. They're going to you know do, get somebody in there that's going to do a great job with them and, and everything too, but. Man, I, I when I left Angleton, man, I was, I really worried. Like, did I make the right decision? Did I make right. the right decision? You know, yep. so uh, so that, it's something that goes into it. <laughs> no, nah, man, I I love that. And it was your time at Manville where I I definitely started to to see you, man. And you know, Bone Crusher, Big Larry. You know, like, <laughs> but you were a guy that stood out at these lineman challenges, man. I mean, you're always <laughs> you're always involved, man. You had some studs. I remember those Romero twins, and I mean, oh, you, you had some guys, dudes. Man. Manville, you guys really. I've been a part of it at Ridgepoint where I've been a part yeah. of one of those like new schools that really hits the ground running and keeps it going. Yeah. You guys are just like us right down highway six from us, you know, but <laughs> right <there>. um, <laughs> what was that like, man? Cause you, I didn't realize you were there for 10 years, man. So yeah. you were such a huge part of that success of coach Martin and getting it all going. And so can you just describe like, as a lot of people know, manville football, especially yeah. During that time period, you guys really were something special. Like yeah. how, what, just tell us what that was like. Yeah, just, I mean, it, it, just getting in there early on, man. And it, yeah. it was funny because my wife was telling me that story just the other day. It's funny that you asked that because, uh, man, it might have been yesterday. We were sitting there talking. She's like, you know, how how are we going to be? You know, how are we going to be here at Allen? You know, how are we going to be? And I go, I go, I said, we're going to be fine. I said, it, it's a tough, you know, you open up with the Soto. Like, yeah. what yeah. what else you want me to say? You know, I mean, yeah. are we going to be ready? We're going to, I mean, we'll be ready, you know, and, and everything. And uh, we know it's a it's a huge task and everything, but we have great. I mean, we have great kids here too. You know, we're going to train them up. We've been training them all summer and you know back in the spring and, and everything as well. But uh, it's funny because <laughs> she goes, "All right," she goes. So sometimes I, you know, sometimes I, I think back to when you first got the mammal that first year. You were like, "You're like, babe, like we're going to be good. Like, yeah. like we're going to be good, good that first year." And she goes, "We got beat like almost every game." <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I go, I remember. I said, because yeah. I was like, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be fine. But we had sophomores and freshmen only. Right. right. And so we go to Hitchcock and like, I, she was asking me like, how are we going to be? Like, I said, I said, oh, we're going to be, we're going to be fine. Like we're, we're going to be good. Like we have a chance to win this game, you know? And yeah. man, they beat us like 49 to nothing. Right. And she was like, she didn't ask me again. <laughs> She's just like, let's just make it through this season, you know? So you know how it is. I mean, being at Ridgepoint. I know exactly. And I think that's something that coach Sniffin always talks about. And it sounds like you're saying the same thing, even though like, once we kind of got established at Manville Ridgepoint, where there was a lot of success, yeah, that first year at Ridgepoint, <laughs> it tests you, your metal, man. It tests you. Got, you got freshmen and sophomore; they're not used to being the leaders. No, oh, and exactly. a lot of times, you know, kids in their class that were already on varsity, they're allowed to stay <laughs> wherever yeah. they were, right? Yeah. So, yeah. did you, it sounds like you had the same dynamic at first? Yeah, you know, and it's, and it's our, you know, our goal when we first met, you know, and I got there with Coach Martin. Uh, you know, our goal was to all the sophomores were going to be our, our, our varsity. Yeah. And all the freshmen were going to be like our JV. We were going right. to keep them separate after the Hitchcock game. He goes, Hey, Hey, let's, Hey, let's get on, get on the roster right now, man. Like guys, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're mixing it up now. And I was like, I'm yeah. with you. Like I'm with you. And so uh, it's funny. Cause if you haven't been in the school and opened it, 
you don't know like what, like just walking down the hallways, there's no seniors and juniors yes. to keep the That's youngsters right. in line. That's right. And just set that standard of what, Hey, there's a certain amount of maturity. Like there's some immaturity out of seniors sometimes and all that. But like, if they're not walking the hallways with the sophomores and freshmen, like you just don't, you, you yeah. just don't you're like, ah, and that's when Kirk was like, man, we need something like, and so that's when he went, you know, and kind of, kind of discovered and and kind of did some research on some things and saw some people had, had, had done some hoka hay, you know, and yeah. that was yep. kind of yep. our, uh, our motto that we kind of, you know, got behind and, and everything. And so uh, that was, that was a big part of kind of starting to build it, you know, and you mentioned lineman challenges, man. Like uh, when I was at Angleton, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if the UIL can go back and slap me on the wrist for something that happened in 2004, but I drove a bus to Mark, Texas. Yeah. My Angleton offensive lineman. You're not supposed to. Yeah. And I didn't know that style. There were no rules on lineman challenges, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and so we try, so we drive a, a bus to Mark, Texas. And because I knew that was the only lineman challenge around. Yeah. And my guys that played for me at Angleton can still tell you, like, man, they remember going to that thing. And, uh, you know, I just fall in, I fell in love with them because of the competition aspect, of the yeah. camaraderie aspect. Uh, yeah. You know, just just things you want to see guys dig down and 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 see what what they're made of. You know, whenever that adversity strikes, and so for me, offensive line wise and D line wise, there ain't nothing better than a lineman challenge. You know, to kind of pull that out. And so uh, it's been expected of me since you know after Angleton, I was like, man, that was a far drive. Like I ain't driving that far again. I'm gonna get together my own equipment and we're gonna do this. You know, we're gonna you know we're gonna uh, you know organize our own and kind of host our own. And so uh, when I got to uh, Manville you know, the first couple of years there, we started hosting one there at Mamble that grew into a really big one. Absolutely. Uh, I remember when, uh, uh, the workout, the workout group that kind of came into the area, uh, trying to think their name changed a couple of times. Mm. Uh, but they, they started, they wanted to host Lyman Childs. And so they called me up, uh, Robbie Stewart was the guy that was kind of running them. And he was like, coach, I want you, you know, I want you, I want you to be our consultant for this Lyman challenge that we're going to have, uh, and everything. And so, I just always, I mean, I enjoy being around them. I enjoy doing them. I really think it builds some things. And so you mentioned the Romero brothers, yeah. uh, you know, Taylor was a, I remember when Taylor was a freshman, the spring of his freshman year, Travis was an eighth grader. Oh, so uh, they weren't twins. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. no, no. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. I just assumed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, they weren't twins, but they, you know, they were left tackle, left guard when we went and played Alito in the state championship in, in 11. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I remember taking our young guys that we had on that offensive line, Simon Curiel, a couple of, you know, Christian Chamagua, uh, Cody Gonzalez, you know, and, and all those guys. They just, I, I told, I think we're, man, I want to say we were at Foster maybe or somewhere where Sean McDowell was. Uh-huh. And I told Sean, I was like, hey, put us against like your best guys. Like he goes, and I go, they're, hey, they're freshmen. They're going to get walloped. I said, put on the harness pulls. I said, put us against like the best, your, your best guys. Yeah. And so, you know, he did that and I was, you know, I was sitting there watching our guys and I, let's go, let's go. And, you know, knowing if we win any, that's a, that's a bonus, you know, but yeah. we're probably going to get whipped on these. And so those guys, it's funny because those guys that ended up being my starting line, their senior year, you know, Travis's junior year, but when we played Alito at, in the state championship game, those were the guys that got just pulled that day. They made a decision that day verbally. They told me, they said, coach, that ain't happening again. Yeah. Like it's not, that, ain't, that is not going to happen again. Like never. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, all right, let's go to work. Like, you know, and they said, yeah, got you, man. We'll follow you wherever you go. You know, and so it's funny because those kids have all grown up in the, you know, their husbands and wives now and they have kids of their own and they're, you know, starting to live life and all that. But man, those those memories are are awesome. You know, those, it's really, really cool that, you know, and that's I'll be honest with you, like you miss that a little bit as a head coach, having your own position group. And having, you know, having a little bit of that, and you got, you got it multiplied by the whole team and you try to build those relationships still, 
but there's nothing like having your own position. Totally, I totally agree. <laughs> that, yeah. And that's, that's what, man, I'm living that now here at Allen, man, I, which I, I mean, I love it. You know, I'm yeah, getting you're gonna love it. Yep. O-line coach again and, you know, just kind of do, do what I love. You know, I love being a head coach. I had a great time at Clear Lake. I mean, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was great times, great kids, but like the coach of the offensive line again, man, I'm back to, back to, back to what, what I know, 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 know best, you know, as well. So it, you know, it's one of those things my son was asking me, he's like, dad, do you remember how to coach offensive line? Like, you know, it's kind of been a while. <laughs> I was like, Hey, hold on, hold on, big fella. <laughs> And I'll tell you, man, I, I never coached. I, I never really, man, going back to that thing earlier. And again, I don't want to get too off, or off topic, but going back to what you were talking about earlier, uh, hearing different voices, yeah. you know, I, you know, and sometimes my wife gets mad at me because of this, but I didn't coach my kids' little league team. I didn't coach my son's, his basketball team because I didn't coach those teams. I was there to help if needed, Yeah, but I wanted them to hear other people's voices Love it. as yep. well. Yep. And I wanted them not just say, hey, well, dad's saying it. So, you know, that, da, 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 you know, and so uh, fast forward to now, you know, it's one of those things like I'm, I'm coaching him now. I am his position coach, you know? Right. And so, right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a special time, you know, for me and him and, and everything. And so uh, I think as a head coach, we could have, and, and I'd say, you I mean, as a head coach, I still could have had those special moments, uh, you know, and, and things like that as well. But I think coaching him directly, you know, and, and being a position coach for him, like, I think, uh, you know, he got to witness some of that Manville stuff. And he got to mention, he's been a ball boy forever. And so he's seen the Manville and seen, you know, the Clear Lake and all that. And yeah. now, you know, he's he's here, you know, and I'm being able to coach a position again. So it, it, it's it's a cool deal. It means a lot. You know, Coach, when I think back to that 2014 team at Ridgepoint, I think of the Brett Sniffin tree, you know, from that staff that we were on. <laughs> I mean, I was the head coach for just two years at Aldine, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bobby Darnell's at Clements. Uh, Bill Doing a heck Gary. of a job at Clements. I'll tell Bobby you Darnell's one coach of the year. Yeah, and he's going for his third straight playoff appearance. He's a, he's a team player podcast alum. So um, Absolutely, absolutely. Bill Gary just took the job at Dulles. Uh, yep. Jimmy Hammond is at Seven Lakes. Rick LaFavors is now at Ridgepoint. He was on our yeah. staff. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I may be missing some just off the top of my head, but you were in a similar kind of situation where you were there for 10 years. You're on an extremely yeah. successful staff. I mean, a lot of times there is high turnover on these successful programs too, because there's opportunities for these yeah. coaches. And so I'm yeah. sure you had other, op- other people call you before you decided to go to clear Lake. And so I'm curious, can you describe that? Was it, was it a conscious decision by you that, Hey, we got unfinished business. I want to stay or, or, you know, di- you know, did you think about leaving or kind of, how did you make that decision about when was the right time to move on from Manville? Yeah. And I, and I, I've always said like, Hey, I'm, I'll, I'll be an assistant coach for like, if I, you know, if I believe in the head coach, like, like I'll be an assistant coach for, any, you know, for anybody that I believe in, like I'll be an yeah. assistant coach and you know, I don't, I don't have an ego like where yeah. like I've got to be a head coach or, or else, you know, or anything like that. I mean, I, for guys that I trust and I, and I, and I love, and I understand, like I'll be an assistant coach for him all day. I'll coach office yeah. line for him all day. And so I probably made Lee feel like I didn't love him because I didn't come and coach for him until now. <laughs> right. uh, that time it was, but, but no, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, I, I, when we went from, uh, man, what was it? 2000, 2015, this 2016 season, mm-hmm. uh, when I guess, uh, it might've been 15, 16, but when Derek King and Kyle Trask and, you know, all the Devon Penniman, all those guys, when they were seniors or that, I'm sorry, they were juniors and we lost to Katie for that second time. Yeah. And I guess it might have been 14 then. Uh, I, I had an opportunity to go to Dobie, Pasadena Adobe, yeah. and, uh, you know, interviewed, did the whole thing, got it offered to me, uh, you know, and just, 
when it came down to it, man, it just something just didn't feel right about it, you know, right. and not, not anything against Dobie. It's a great right. place, great tradition, man. Like I'd have loved to be the head coach there. Or I wouldn't have went through, I wouldn't waste anybody's time. Right. Uh, but when it came down to it, you know, it just, I was, it was unfinished business. I said, man, yeah. I want one more shot at Katie. Yeah, yeah. I want one yeah. more shot at him, you know? And so, uh, you know, and I was like, man, this collection of kids at, at Mammal that we got right now, you know, it, you know, doesn't come along every day, you know, you'll have great players and, and all that, but like, we were pretty stacked, you know, it was, it was yeah. a great team. And so I said, man, anything I do here at, Clear, at, at Manville this year, you know, I'll still, I think I still might have opportunities to be a head coach one day, you know, and everything as well. And so uh, I got my wish, you know, we met Katie yeah. again for the third time and yeah. they beat us again. <laughs> it was a little closer, you know, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but, uh, but no, like you, like you're saying, man, there was great coaches. The guys that came through Manville as coaches, you know, as far as the coaching tree, yeah. Um, James Williams at Fort Ben Marshall was with us at Man when we opened. It. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. James, yeah, James, excellent. James, James is my best, guy, yeah. man. Like, he, I yeah. love James Williams to death, man. Like, yeah, he, he, yeah. he's awesome. He's my guy. And I almost ended up at Fort Ben Marshall with him when he went and took over. He was like, "Be glad for Mo line," and I was like, yeah, man, yeah. I "Really want to, James?" You know, yeah. this didn't kind of work out at the time, but uh, James Williams, uh, uh, Jamie Crocker was with That's us. Memorial, uh, yeah. The year that we went to the state championship game, uh, and he, before he went back to Friendswood. Uh, Brad Butler, Shadow Creek, Shadow Creek uh, was with us on that staff. Ray Garza, who's now at Iowa Colony, uh, okay, was on our staff at Manville uh, at that time as well. Uh, trying to think of this, I'm missing somebody, I feel like, <laughs> but I know there's a picture that popped up the other day, and I was like, man, everybody on there is like a head coach now, yeah, you know, or, yeah, or, and everything. Uh, Billy, uh, Billy Overshone, who was actually our running back coach there. Uh, he was he was a, a head coach in the Waco area uh, very recently as well. His wife's actually uh, assistant assistant in the athletics department there. Uh, his wife is there at yeah. Baylor actually. Oh, very cool. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mean it, the coaching tree wise and the guys that are out there, but just the assistant coaches that came through. Man, Kevin Eschberger is like one of my guys. Man, he he's been at Dickinson for years. He was with us at Mammal when we opened it. Um, I tried to get him at Clear Lake with me all those times. I couldn't get him away from Coach Nelson, you know, all those times. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's actually he's actually at Perryland Dawson now. I, I heard okay. that today. So we're both Eagles now, man. I was like, oh. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, coaching staff wise, man, you know, and I, I tried to pull, I pulled a couple of guys over with me to 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 Clear Lake when I came over. Also, uh, some guys that were there with me at Manville, but but yeah, Manville's a hard place to leave too. I mean, I got that yeah. too. I said it's gonna it's gonna take some work out here at Clear Lake. Like we're gonna we're, it's gonna be you know, and those guys were ready to go win a state championship. You know, so I got hey leave, having to leave and and go to rebuild someplace versus right. like, have a chance to really go play Highland park in a state championship. Right. Uh, I understood totally, you know? And so I got a couple of guys that come over with me and they did a great job for me and, uh, and everything as well. So. I mean, th those kinds of places are so hard to leave. Like I, I just remember when I, the first thing that really struck me when I went to Aldine was when I, when I walked in there and it was, it was at semester and I received the uh, max out results from the winter. max out. <laughs> and there it was like right in my face, the difference, because the Ridgepoint guys were just incredibly physically strong and fast, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it yeah. just was a lot different, you know, in those numbers I was looking at. And yeah. so I'm sure you probably experienced something similar. It clear, obviously, Clear Lake still a great program, but, you know, it just, I'm sure there was some kind of dip in what you Yeah, no. And, 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 I, and I'll tell you, man, I mean, I know, you know, just in the, the whole honesty of things and all that as well. Like I wasn't, I wasn't complacent at, at Manville. I wasn't like being lazy. I mean, I worked my tail off, you know, yeah. and I, the guys that we had there worked their tails off and, and man able to get it where it was and, and try to maintain it and, and everything too. But uh, there was a different type of fire that was, that I felt burning within me 
yeah. and a challenge that I wanted yeah. to, yeah. you know, not that Mamba was a huge challenge, you know, don't get me wrong, but I just, I wanted to challenge myself, you know, in this profession and, and can yeah. I be a head coach? Can I be an athletic yeah. director? Uh, you know, can I do all those things, uh, you know, and, and do those. And then now flipping it to where I am now, the challenge again is, can, hey, can I go back and be a full-time position coach? Can I be, right. you know, can I do that? you know, like, like I did at Manville and everything as well. So I think it's just, you know, you don't get comfortable, you don't get complacent, but it's kind of like a new, a new challenge, a new fire, you know, and, and everything. And I know, I know Dave Campbell's blew us up the other day is the, one of the five programs that, that must win this year, you know, here at Allen. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, hey, challenge taken, man. It was already taken before he said it. Sure, yeah. So point, you know, we'll, we'll take that challenge, man. <laughs> no, I mean, I coach, I remember when you took over at, at Clear Lake. I just, I just remember Shay, Suiano. Su- Suiano, uh, yeah, man. Yes, yeah, and uh, Asher Alberding, I think. You know, oh, man. Tight end. And I just remember, like, you really did a great job getting it going fairly quickly. I appreciate quickly. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, and, I, and I'll tell you, man, those coaches, I, I was blessed to have, you know, how it is. I don't know how it was when you got to Aldi, but I already had some coaches on staff that, yeah. that, that want that wanted to stay that were great coaches that were you know you mentioned asher Aberdeen, his dad you know his yeah. dad sean uh you know great you know great coach you know and everything and you know played at rice back in the southwest conference days and yeah. everything and and he is an allen eagle coach now himself as well wow. <laughs> so Man. he's actually here and his his son uh coulter Aberdeen, uh is one of my offensive line kids here at allen you know and so uh, and I mentioned, you know, Rocky Gramble is another one, you know, we're, yeah. we're have to wait a few years for his son, Jackson, you know, to, to yeah. get out there. He's a, he's a stud, you know, but he's yeah, out there yeah. circuit right now and in, in, in a AAU track and everything like that. He's going to be just a dude, dude, you know, and, uh, uh, as well, but, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned some of those guys, Chase, who I know, man, playing linebacker at Wyoming, yeah. you know, yeah. now not, not quarterback. He's probably the only elite 11 quarterback that went to Trent <laughs> Dilfer's deal. Yeah. He's playing linebacker now in college. Right. You know? right. So, uh, he's going to be, he's, he's going to be an NFL guy, you know, before it's all over with, but uh, we had some great uh, pieces yeah. uh, there at Clear Lake, you know, and like I said, I had great coaches, you know, late, late Tate is another one. Dick Olin's uh, Dick Olin's son, yeah. uh, late Tate, uh, Drew Tate's brother, you know, wow, and okay. yeah. but, uh, you know, late Lake actually went down. He's going to be at Galveston ball uh, this next year as a defense coordinator. Uh, and so he's no longer at Clear Lake either, but, uh, but yeah, you mentioned all those guys, but I, I just, I was blessed to have some great coaches that, that were there, you know, that, that came through there and and that were there that, that committed to what we were trying to do as well. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of work, you know, it was a lot of work. And, uh, you know, if you, if you're in this thing and think you're not going to work, you know, you're, you're sadly mistaken, no matter where you are, you know, it's, it's one of those deals. So that's, that's what I tell the young coaches out there, man. I, now that I'm 46, man, with all the gray, all the gray <laughs> going on, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, this, this year coming up, I feel like, you know, not, I feel like it's going to be a challenging year, but it's, it's going to, it's a challenging year and I'm excited. Like there's a fire, like burning in me, man. Like I'm ready to go, you know, and I'm yeah. ready to to put the ball down and, and get after it, you know, and everything too. So a couple of questions I have about Clear Lake and I have another special connection. My first ever varsity game as a player, my junior year, we played Clear Lake. So we went out to oh, the veterans, okay. went out to veterans <laughs> Memorial Stadium. Oh, yeah. They whooped our butts, man. You know? <laughs> so I, I always remember the Clear Lake Falcons and then as a coach, my, yeah. my welcome to varsity moment as a coach was coaching against Clear Creek. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But yeah. Coach Head and his offense—they they did a number on us, and I was—I tell you, man, humiliated yeah. as a defensive coordinator <laughs> that night, that first night. But uh, you know, and, and and oddly enough, my first ever teaching job was at Clear Brook. I was a Wolverine. Oh, I got you. I, yeah, you I got coach that time. connections all over the place. Yeah, man. man. And so, one thing I've noticed though, and I kind of saw this at Aldine too. Sometimes the older campuses, because I've also been a part of new places like Ridgepoint. Yeah. You know. 
these new these new places they come in and they really hit the ground running and sometimes over time these older neighborhoods these older historic neighborhoods like your Aldine, your clear lake you know your namesake campuses the the, the neighborhood ages right you know yeah, and so you start kind of losing numbers a little bit you start seeing a change and so i'm just i'm, I'm interested in that since i i kind of experienced a little bit of that at Aldine, you know yeah. um and also being at ridge point on the other end of it What's the, did you, did you, did you kind of feel some of that at Clear Lake? Cause obviously it's a really cool community, you know, obviously tied in with the aerospace industry and you know, it's an yeah. old proud community, but like, I'm just curious, did you kind of see some of those things over time? Yeah, no, exactly right. I mean, you know, Bay, o Bay Oaks, you know, right there, you know, where the, where the golf course is yeah. and yeah. everything, you know, a lot of those people, they had their kids, their kids came through sure. Clear Lake sure. and that's their retirement home in some cases. Right. And they ain't, right. they're not going anywhere, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, you know, so yeah, we, I definitely saw that. I think, you know, I was talking to somebody just the other day, uh, here at Allen high school, uh, you know, we got, I got the list the other day, we got, you know, 214 freshmen coming in, you know, that are, that are signed up to play football, you know, so I'm like, <laughs> 214, you know, so, uh, and I think 170, you know, uh, sophomore, sophomore guys, yeah. JPS guys, and then 110 varsity guys, you know? So it's like, Oh my God. You know, you look at it and you're like, Ooh. And so I was thinking back, I was like, man, like I think that second year I was at Clear Lake, I think we had 185 kids in the program yeah, uh, from freshman all the way up, you know? And that, that was, I think that was the biggest number we had. Yeah. Uh, I will say, man, when it, when we got to the COVID year, man, I, yeah. 114 in the whole yeah. program. Yeah. And yeah. so, and, and again, not, not anything, but I think, you know, we talk about the the concussions and I know the movie came out and yeah, parents, sure, sure. And they, you know, hey, I don't want my kids playing football. And, you know, parents make decisions, you know, and, and I totally get it and understand. Yeah, but yeah. we were in a community. It was a community. And and Bobby and I talked about it. You know, Bobby D and I talked yeah. about it a few times about how our numbers were kind of kind of similar. Correct. You know? Yeah. And we were both, you know, they're both high academic schools. I know we both had a, you know, national merit finalists and, and everything, yep. like that, yep. you know, yep. between Clements and, and Clear Lake and and everything. But, uh, but yeah, you, you're exactly right. I mean, a lot of times there, there's in Clear Lake is landlocked, you know, for the most part also, there's not, there's not any new development that can be right. built per right. se right. as well with, uh, you mentioned coach head, but like Clear Falls, you know, I kept hearing when I got to Clear Lake, they said, you know, we used to get our, our, our lineman kids, you know, would come from the area that now goes to Clear Falls. That's right. where they put a lot of their O-line guys and D-line yeah. guys from. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, so, but, uh, but it, it's, it's just a, a different dynamic, you know, to yeah. go from five high school town, you know, or five high school district, you know, to come to a one, a one high school district. Right, right, Numbers right. are so, you know, it would be like keeping CSD kind of all together in one high school would be like a comparison maybe, uh, or, or putting three of them together, like Springs, Springs Falls and Clear Lake all together as one would kind of be the right. equivalent maybe. Correct. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely saw it, man. I, and every year, I mean, I, I just, in my mind, I mean, I, there's times where I lost sleep, like, and we got to get, you know, we got, are we doing a great job of getting kids, you know, in football and keeping them in football and doing right. a great job and, and doing all those things. And so that's why I started doing the, you know, the, I came up with the recruit, you know, the recruiting letter and our kids that were zoned us at Clear Lake, I would take the jerseys over our backdrop. They would sign commitment letters to Clear Lake yeah. football. And, you know, I started all those things and uh, actually I talked to Coach Wigginson into doing it here in Allen this year as well. And it was really awesome, you know, really, really cool deal. Uh, as well but yeah you try to do everything you can man to get kids out and b bigger than just like hey we just need numbers like i think there's so many things and, I, and again i know parents make this there's so many things from the game of football yeah and not, not just to line it up turn the lights on let's go but the day-to-day -day operations of, of a football program 
like there's so many things that kids benefit from and being yeah. a part of it, you know, and I know, I know there's some things that some people, like, Oh, I don't want to do this. But man, I, I, I just, you know, my, like my son, I, I would, I would not, I don't want him to miss out on, you know, being a part of a program, you know, whether yeah. it's here at Lake here at Allen, like I just, I just, I think there's so much I'm grateful for from the game of football that when I see a kid play it and then quit or play it and say, oh, I don't want to play anymore coach. Like, I, I want to go get a job. And I'm like, man, you can work like the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. You know? yeah. And if it's a financial thing and, and all that, I, you know, in the family's situation is tough. I get it. But man, just, you, you got the rest of your life to work and you got this small window to, to take place in the, you know, one, in what I believe is the greatest game in the world. I know basketball folks and baseball folks will argue with me, but. <laughs> no, man, coach, I, I love it, man. I mean, that was great advice. And I, I we have a lot of coaches that listen to the show. And so like, again, yeah. I've seen that for these kind of older schools when you're seven, built in the 50s, 60s, 70s, eight, you know, like yeah. Yeah. there's so many good new schools that are just really tearing up. And sometimes, oh. you know, how do you address an aging neighborhood? And I love what you did there with, with the recruiting. And also like you did a lot of stuff. Like I remember you had like a special helmet kind of uh, oh yeah oh yeah oh, homage yeah. to the aerospace industry so like, you, you did all those cool things so yeah. hopefully some of our listeners can if they're in that situation can can take from that a little bit now i had a question about your son i mean i remember seeing on social media did yeah. he play on the varsity this season as a freshman or he, he played he, he practiced every day with the varsity okay. uh you know my big deal with him is because he didn't play youth football you know uh he, he started playing football in seventh grade now he's been around it i mean obviously he's, he's been in locker rooms he knows the game of football you know yeah uh, he's been able to kick slide and all that and post slide since he since he could walk basically you know and all yeah. that but uh <laughs> you know it, for me it was more about him having one more year with his buddies yeah. as a freshman to play right. Right. and i just need i need him to get reps you know and so i i didn't daddy ball him i said yeah. hey i told our offensive line coach i said hey if he's one of our if he's one of our top guys, you know, I said, the only daddy ball I'm going to do is, you know, I need him getting reps. I don't want him on varsity. Just say he's on varsity so that he sure, can, sure. so that he can, you know, right. say, Hey, I'm on varsity and just stand there. I said, he needs to, he needs to get reps, you know? And so yeah. uh, he had, a, you know, group, his group of friends and everything, they had very little, very little success in the intermediate level yeah. Yeah. Uh, because for us our the feeder pattern at Clear Lake is another challenge because, uh, I would get about 90% of the kids from Space Center Intermediate. Okay. I would get about 50% from Clear Lake Intermediate. I would get about 20% from another one and 20% wow. and maybe three or four kids from another one. And so yeah. bringing those kids together and gelling them, you right. know, was, was a different deal. So like at my son's school, they had the linemen. At Clear Lake Intermediate, they had the skill guys. At this school, they had this. So we had to piece that together. And, you know, those guys started off 6-0 and this year. You know, and wow. everybody's like, whoa, what, what in the world? I said, I told y'all, just trust yeah. us, be patient, get to the high school, and then we'll yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, no, he, he didn't, but, uh, you know, his, his big thing, he practiced every day. He was actually, uh, Coulter Aberdeen's backup at left tackle Okay. because Coulter was such a warrior. He never got hurt or injured. And so we just, we rolled the dice every week thinking, all right, Hey, if he gets hurt in the middle of a game, we'll, you know, Jacob will come up next week, you know, and and do all that. And so, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to do the, I want him to earn everything that he gets, you know, and, you know, I know he's he's gotten a few offers from colleges to come and play. That's what I saw. I saw he's already getting he's on the recruiting radar. He, he did, but you know, because he did, you know, you know how it is with offensive linemen. Like if you're yeah. if you take good steps, you got good feet, and you yeah. and you got a little nasty street too, and you finish blocks, yeah. which yeah. he he does. He's done all that. You know, he did it on the freshman level. He did it in practice. He showed flashes on the varsity practices because he he practiced against our varsity defense every day. Yeah, you know, and so uh, you know he did all those things and everything as well. But I did I didn't want to take out Coulter and say you know like. Like he deserved to play, you know. So oh, like, yeah. I don't want to take him out just to get Jacob in, you know. Sure, so, absolutely. Uh, you know, and our same thing with our right tackle. I don't want to take him out just to get him in, you know. So that's really, you know, I think 
you know, he's going to earn everything he gets, you know. And so, like I said, Colorado State, UNLV, and he actually got a, a Grambling offer here uh, once he, since he got to Allen. Awesome. Uh, but he, he's been going to camps. I mean, he's been going to, to doing those things and seeing people in person. So, you know, while he, he's a young pup and yeah. you, you can say, yeah, you know, he deserves those and all that. He's, to me, in my mind, his dad, who yeah. who's his position coach now. Yeah. Uh, Prove some things to me still. <laughs> well, now, I mean, obviously it's very competitive at Clear Lake, but now you're stepping into a – pressure cooker of competition and numbers. absolutely. And, that, and that's one of the things, you know, I, I, you know, we wanted to have those discussions with my, with him and my daughter, you know, my daughter's going to be an eighth grader. Okay. And, you know, volleyball is really important to her. And she was on the top team down there at, uh, at AVA yeah. uh, down there with, with, with their group. And, uh, you know, coming up here, I said, like, Hey, you got to find a new club team, you know, and you have to come up and compete. You have to do all these things. And so, yeah. uh, you know, she comes up here and, you know, the, the team that she's going to settle in and play for, Team Tejas, you know, the, the coach is like, coach, I've been doing it a long time. Like, she's probably one of the top five most dynamic players in this Dallas area. People awesome. just don't know, know. They don't know she's here. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, that's important. You know, we we had a discussion with them. You know, like, we're thinking about making this move. Like, what do you guys think? You know, and, like, she already had her bags packed and ready to go. Like, she was ready to come on up here, you know. And so awesome. her and my wife actually stayed and finished out the school year. My son and I came up and did spring football. You know, and so, you know, you see, yeah, he was set. I mean, he was set to start at right tackle next year and Coulter was going to start at left tackle, you know, and everything like that. And, and I won't say it's out of the realm of possibility for him to, I mean, have, get a starting spot here, you know, by the time the fall yeah. comes around. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's one of those things, but there's definitely, you know, I've got to build that competitiveness amongst our offensive line. Like yeah. they got to be, you know, war daddies that want to be in there that want to win those games at, in this stadium on Friday nights here at Allen. Like they got to be dudes that are going to take care of business, you know. And so if he's one of those guys, he's one of those guys. If he's not, then I, you know, he's going to have to, he's going to have to work and become one of those guys. Sure. You know, I can't so. wait to see it. Honestly, I want to really follow your team, even though I'm mostly zoned out <laughs> in the Houston area, because yeah. obviously you've already got a very high level team. And yeah. now you're injecting two 6A starters into that already <laughs> crowded mix. So, I mean, I just can't wait to see what this offensive line looks like. It's gonna I, be I, I'm hoping, I'm like, I'm hope, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's one that, uh, I'm hoping it's one that the Romeros can be proud of. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, now, coach, you know, you, you, we talked about my time at Aldean and I, I had a great football staff, like the guys that we retained. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Like football, even though we, my career coaching record is two and 18, you know, so it wasn't great. Oh, and 10, my, my last year, we, you yeah. know, that first year we beat Nimitz, we beat a playoff team. I, I'm always yeah. so proud of that. So we did Absolutely. some good things, you know, but for me, coach, the, only, the main reason I lasted only two years wasn't so much the football. I, I didn't like the athletic coordinator part yeah. of the job that you sit in the chair you know and so managing all the other sports on campus and dealing more yeah. with adults i completely agree when you become the head coach campus coordinator yeah you still have relationships but it's just different because you're doing so many things and the kids naturally like they love their position coaches so oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. I, I love my time at ridgepoint so much better in that regard of like getting to get closer to the kids you know as a yeah. linebacker coach and so i'm just curious for you and you know a lot of my listeners are they're head coaches or their assistants who want to be head coaches or, you know, or, or maybe like yourself, they're a head coach that's now moving into an assistant role. So can you just, can you speak at all to your time, not the football part, but yeah. the athletic coordinator piece at Clear Lake, any recollections or any advice you could give to our listeners that that can help them about that particular role? Yeah. And I mean, I, I really think, you know, I, I kind of knew like when I got, when I was going to Clear Lake, I knew, you know, I always told myself like, Hey, if I'm a head coach, like I'm going to be out in the hallways, I'm going to go, I mean, I'm going to be involved in everything that I can. I want to be, I want to be entrenched in the community yeah. uh, as much as I can. And so with that, you know, not just the athletic side of it, but also, you know, uh, you know, orchestra is phenomenal at Clear Lake high school as, as it is here at Allen as well. Uh, 
but you know, I look up, I'm at an orchestra concert, you know, yeah, you look up, yeah. I'm at a, a theater arts performance, you know, and, and, and all those types of things. And so, you know, that part of it, but then I was also blessed, you know, uh, Kirby Killingsworth, you know, was every, every CCSD campus also has a girls coordinator that's on campus, yeah. um, to kind of, you know, you kind of do it together. And, and our relationship together was, I never tried to take over the girls side of things from Kirby. Right. I knew she was there before I was, she's a, she was a great coordinator. She's now the athletic director of CCSD over all of it. You know, she oh, became cool. my co. you know, she became my, from my colleague or well, she's still my colleague, but she went from being my, my workmate, if you will, yeah. to my boss, you know, yeah. everything. Yeah. So that was, that was a little different too, but she and I worked great together. I mean, in my opinion, and she may tell you something different. I don't know if you get on, you know, if you ever got on. <laughs> We did the episode of Coach Collinsworth. Yeah, 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 Collinsworth. yeah, yeah. So she, you know, so she, she, she and I worked really, really well together. We made decisions mutually, kind of on, on on a lot of things, and and you know, I just have that respect for girls athletics. You know, healthy respect because my time at Bosqueville, man, I, I was a, I was a, you know, Coach Wigginson uh, kind of not wrote me in, but uh, I was able to be a head softball coach there at Bosqueville my three years as well. I was a head girls varsity basketball coach, which meant I also coached the intermediates as well. Uh, you know, went to a state championship in softball, you know, so everybody, you know, thought I was a softball coach all of a sudden, you know, and, and everything as well. But, uh, you know, I have a healthy appreciation for girls sports. Uh, I've worked with them enough to empower lifting and uh, the only girl sport I haven't coached, I, I suppose, besides swimming and diving and things like that is uh, volleyball is the one I haven't actually technically coached as a professional. I did it at Baylor in the class, but, um, but no, I enjoyed that time and I, I enjoy just all athletics. I mean, not, not just because I have a daughter as well, you know, and, and everything, but I just felt like, you know, no matter boys, girls, you know, no matter what they're doing, they're representing our school. I want to make sure they, that they're doing a good job. I want to make sure they feel important. I want to make sure they feel loved, that they feel support from me, uh, you know, and Kirby as well, you know, to be able to do those things. And then uh, Lisa Manis actually came on when Kirby became my boss, Lisa Manis, who was our girls uh, head soccer coach there at Clear Lake. She became my, my workmate, if you will. And, uh, you know, she and I, I felt like she and I worked together great as well. And uh, I think I think having coached girls before, uh, coached girls sports before and, and everything, I think there was a little bit of healthy respect coming into it, knowing that I'd coached it before. And it wasn't, you know, I tell guys all the time, like your second sport's got to be your baby, too. You know, yep. it may not, you know, football's maybe your baby, but you also like baseball needs to be your baby. If that's, if that's what you're coaching, you know, basketball needs to be your baby, you know, wrestling needs to be your baby. If that's what you've been, you know, bestowed upon you, like that needs to be your baby. Also, I mean, you need to put effort into it. I need you to do the best you can in that as well. And those kids need to know that you're all in, you know, with, with what's going on as well. So, man, that, you know, I've, I've not when at all Dean, you know, there wasn't a, a girl's position like that, you know? Yeah. And so I, I really yeah. sounds like that would have made so much better, you know? And yeah. Just, yeah. I, I really, yeah. Yeah, no, it's all, it was really awesome. And, I, and every every CCSD school is set up like that, uh, you know, to where all the head football coaches were technically the campus coordinators okay. and were on the long contract. Yeah. And then the girls coordinators were they were on a teaching contract, but they got a stipend to be a girls coordinator. Oh, okay. To me, like the number of days we worked or the or the the salary we were given and things like that to me. Like when it came time to make decisions and stuff like that, like we mutually did those things. Yeah. Like I, again, I I have zero ego. Like I, yeah. hey, I'm I'm the athletic coordinator. Like this yeah. is what we're gonna do. It, it wasn't anything like that at all. And I, I I appreciated that CCSD had that model in place. You know, to be able to to be able to have that. You know, as something that helped me, especially early on, as coming into it new. Uh, you know that 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 meant a lot to me. 
Now, Coach, another thing I'm interested in is is Allen's model of staying in a one-horse town in such a <laughs> metropolitan area and being so, like, I think of back in your day, in our day, you know, like the, yeah. the A-Leaf schools were just, Elsick and Hastings were massive, you know, yeah. and, like the, I'm just curious, now you haven't actually been able to go through a school year, so you, you've, you don't fully haven't experienced it, but <laughs> what do you think about this model? Because like here in Houston, you know, it's like, it's such, there's so many new schools being built. I mean, yeah. Katie's building number 10 right now, what, yeah. Fort Bend is up to 12. I mean, there's just yeah. so many, so can you just yeah. speak to that at all? Like the decision to build more campuses and make them smaller versus what you're in now, where it's like, we're going to keep mega, this like a mega it big. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it, it's, it's a, you know, when I got here at the end of, you know, I got here, I guess at the end of uh, April, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just trying to like, trying to see how the cogs in this thing kind of right. kind of run, you know, and just, just thinking like, you know, we'll have 500 kids in the football program when the season starts, you know, when the fall comes, uh, which is right around the corner, but it's to me, I think, I think they are really and the the way thing I'm trying to learn in the landscape up here a little bit as well, but, you know, on the, the old school, the, the, the older side of Allen is, is what it is. It's got, it, it actually has like a, it has an Angleton feel to it. I know that okay. sounds crazy, yeah. but it actually has an Angleton feel to it. Yeah. When you jump across 75 to the other side, when you start heading towards the Frisco area, yeah. That's where the newer subdivisions are and the newer the newer houses and, and things like that are kind of heading towards that Frisco direction where they have loads of high schools and Frisco ISD as well. They do the and I actually talked about this um, with, with another one of my guests. They do the opposite yeah. and they will not have build six A's. They yeah, are, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're making them yeah. all five A's. Right. So yeah. it's the complete yeah. opposite model, Yeah, which is yeah, funny because you're butted up next to each other. <laughs> yeah. No, you drive down the, the different street. And then that's the thing, too. If I go. If I go east out of my subdivision that I live in, I'm in Lovejoy like that fast. You know, Lucas Lovejoy is right down the street as well, and they're a five A. You know, so is, is Allen High School kind of in that old downtown area or like the it's, old a, it's on that side? Yeah, it's but uh, but I tell you, man, you go right down the street. There's a Top Golf. There's a huge Target. I mean, there's yeah, huge yeah. Uh, shopping you know shopping centers and things like that as well. Uh, you know, it's it's got uh, everything. You know, I, I looked around the other day, and I'm a you know being a food connoisseur myself a little bit. Uh huh. Yeah. I look and I'm like, man, there's not a whole lot. There's you got the chains. You know, you got the your typical. You know, the O line in me though. I look around and I see these uh, these individual. You know, one store. Yep. You know, this burger joint that only has one of them. They're right wow. here. You know, in Allen or there's so many places. I'm like, I gotta try that place. Gotta try that place. Gotta try that place. Gotta try that. So. Uh, I look at the not, map right now, trying to find this little downtown. I see Allen Cafe. I mean, that sounds great. Yeah, that's and that's and that's that, that's the older part of of it. And Allen Cafe is really good. Very cool. <laughs> You're only gonna find one of those. <laughs> oh no, 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 man! I, I love it. So I mean, man, excited for Allen. Obviously, super high expectations. But let's talk about the move going back into coaching, and also the thing that I really love about you, Coach. I think a lot of times it's in vogue for offensive coordinators to be kind of the quarterback guru you know <laughs> and so for me yeah. i'm a former offensive lineman too i may not look like it because I, I trimmed down after i finished playing oh, no, you got that mentality i know got I know. the mentality you know and it's like <laughs> i love seeing one of my brothers from the o-line become a coordinator i think guys like sam Pittman in arkansas like i kind of oh, yeah. like when you get the old crusty o-line coach to be the oh yeah you know, oh yeah <laughs> but can you just speak about that you know now that you're back in an offensive coordinator role you're back in your play calling role yeah what do you think about the ability of you know, for people that are making these hiring decisions, can you talk about pros and cons or, or pluses and minuses of, of like a quarterback centered OC versus an O-line centered OC? I'm really curious what you think about that. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a, it's that old adage of, of do you run the ball to pass or pass the ball to run? You know, yeah, you, yeah. you get them out of the box or you're not, or, you know, with the RPO game, you know, that's, that's, that's been popular for a while now as well. And, you know, I think, uh, 
at the end of the day, I mean, I, I, I've always heard, you know, in my career, you know, the, the old, the old thing is too, is I, I heard I, there's tons of guys that say, coach, I know receivers, man. I know, I know running backs. I know quarterbacks. I just, I want to sit down with you and just talk O-line. Cause that's the one, the one position, Greg Bennett, you know, who, yeah. a good friend of mine that's at Mammal still, he's actually at Iowa colony now. Okay. Uh, but Greg would always big Larry, like, let's talk, let's talk O-line, man. Like let's talk. Yeah, yeah. I'm a receivers guy. Like let's talk O-line. And so, uh, you know, his and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say his son, Austin Bennett, is actually one of the trainers. He's in the same category for me as Donnie Bags down there in that area. OK, uh, he actually opened a place in the Mambo area, Alvin Mambo area. Uh, so Austin Bennett, uh, he's he's doing a good job of training kids, too. I put everything I got on that guy, too. So he's a good yeah, one. Very good. Uh, but anyway, so a lot of guys are like, I need to know I need to know how the box operates because I don't I, I get lost in that box, you know, yeah, so sure. like. You know, what, what, what are these calls you're making? What, you know, why are we saying ace and deuce and why are we single and double and B and C, you know, yeah. like what is all that stuff, you know? And I, so I think, you know, it, it is kind of, you know, Lee, Lee is a quarterback guy. Like he's, he's one of the best ones I've ever been around. There you go. You know? yeah. and so, uh, you know, me and my role here, you know, it's probably, it's, it's more of suggestions, you know, right, and, sure, sure, sure. And things like that, you know, my role here, which I'm totally fine with. I told him, yeah. He he is the best play caller that I've ever been around. Okay, no, so that I guess I didn't no know that. Kirk so, Martin. <laughs> yeah, Kirk Martin. <laughs> okay, but that's in, let's let's dig into that a little bit too, because the play calling as a head coach. Now I'm curious yeah. at Clear Lake, were, were you call were you the play caller? I caught that the first like the first year, like I had you know like the first two years kind of. You know, I had Jermaine Alfred there, who was one of my teammates yeah, at Baylor. Yep, yep. And Jermaine came in as OC, and and you know he he played for Dick Olin in high school at Baytown Lee, and so he had a vision of you know what he wanted. I had the man kind of the Manville vision of stuff that I liked with some other stuff that yeah. that I liked as well. And uh, I kind of it was kind of here it was kind of a mixture, if you yeah. will. Uh, and, and and to be honest with you, Manville it was kind of. It was kind of saying, you know, Kirk, hey, Big Larry, give me, hey, I need a run play right now. Give me a run play right now. Yeah. You know, whenever when Jimmy Klingler had left and went uh, to a couple of different places, uh, it was more of like the game planning wise. Kirk and I, you know, kind of game planned and you know did all stuff, knew what we wanted to run in, in the passing and running game and all that. And then it was more of like, you know, hey, hey, I want to see this. You know, and I'm like, yes, sir. You know, so yeah. it was kind of one of those deals. And so my time at Clear Lake, it was kind of similar, but on the other side. But then I kind of turned it over. You know, I yeah. turned it over when uh when when uh, Nate Leonard came in uh, as my OC, who's now the head coach out at New Braunfels uh, Canyon. Yeah, uh, I turned it over completely to him, and I said, "Look, I'm not, I don't want to micromanage anything. I, I'm turning it over completely to you. You got it. It's yours." Uh, and then I kind of did the same thing with James Barnard. Uh, you know, because Nate Nate had left and went to New Braunfels Canyon to be an assistant, and then uh, uh James Barnard had come in down from Magnolia West, uh, who's a Baylor guy, played at yeah. Baylor, you know, uh, and everything. So. Uh, I kind of turned it over completely to him. I said, I don't want to micromanage it. And, you know, if I micromanage too much, like I might as well just call it myself, you know, type deal. Sure. And so I didn't want to do that, you know, per se. So I kind of turned it over to him and, and kind of went into more of like a, you know, management, management yeah. mode, the entire Absolutely. thing, yeah. you know, and tried that out too. And, and so, I, I mean, I'll admit, like I tried to do different, I just tried to go with the vibe of what the team was and Correct. what, what yeah. I felt like was needed, uh, you know, in order to, how that was going to look, you know, that year, you know, for yeah, the consistency yeah. of, of everything and, and everything as well. So, uh, you know, I, I have no problems. And I told Lee that too. I said, look, I, you're the best play caller I've ever been around. Like yeah. it's your offense also. Like it's not, yeah. my offense, you know? right. so, so I've been, I've been learning along with everybody else, you know, because somebody's like, well, y'all coach together. And I was like, man, in 2000 at right. Basketball. I was like, <laughs> Bosqueville, America and Allen. Yeah. I said, <laughs> things have changed a little bit, man. Yeah. yeah. 
football's football. But obviously his offense is a little different than it was at Bosqueville and and Comfort and Mahia and, and Midlothian and and everything like that. So it's a uh, yeah, I'm excited for you, coach. I think just after all the stuff that's been on your plate, yeah. just be an O-line coach and and and, and not even <laughs> have the play calling pressures or responsibilities, yeah. but still be there as that resource whenever you know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh yeah, I'm envious because I've I've always thought that, you know, people ask me, Kova, would you go back into coach? You know, and I I definitely don't, don't ever want to be a head coach again. Like, just give me a <laughs> give me a position Been there, be done like, that. There we go. <laughs> yeah man I'm, I'm like you man i just i just want to be a part of it you know yeah. and uh, just help help where i can man so cool, <laughs> cool stuff now a, a little more serious of a topic here that i always get into yeah you know i, I always share you know for me i kind of had a, a some some domestic problems in my house growing up and stuff and so i was really yeah. desperately yeah. seeking us uh, seeking male role models of my coaches when I got to yeah. high school and stuff like that. And so those guys delivered for me at Fort Ben Austin. And that, that's what made me want to be a coach. And I just think yeah. coaches are so important in our society. And so sometimes I see a little bit of a trend towards like backing away from athletics or health education or PE. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm so against that. And secondly, now that I'm a, you know, I'm a broadcaster, I'm in the stands a little bit more. So I'm hearing some of the stuff that your wives are having to deal with. <laughs> you know, I'm not down on the sideline anymore. And it just, it really yeah. pisses me off coach. Like, oh I yeah. Yeah. You're right. The, I hate the negativity that can follow sports, whether it's parents complaining about coaching or yeah. attacking officials or some, you know, some of the yeah, crazy yeah. stuff we see. What, what is your take on that? I'm sure you have, you know, all of us coaches or our wives, you know, we've, we've seen something, you know, and I'm just curious, and you're also a sports dad, you have kids that play sports. I mean, so whether it's, it's high school athletics or youth culture, what's your thought like on the negative side of it? And, and what can we do to maybe just try to go back the other direction where we're like valuing coaches and loving athletics and, and supporting hundred percent with no negativity or less yeah. negativity? <laughs> yeah, no, you're, I mean, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I will say, I think, you know, Man, I, I I just my time at Clear Lake. I mean, I'll take that from the head coach's perspective. Yeah, uh, you know, I came in there and I was super honest with everyone. I was open with parents. I mean, you could call probably any parent in in Clear Lake and say, "Hey, if you, if you ever emailed Coach McCray or called Coach McCray, did he respond?" They probably they would they would one hundred percent say, "Yeah, he responded like really quickly." Like you know, yeah, yeah. So I tried to not let things manifest, I guess might be the best way to put it. Uh, try to handle things, try to nip in the bud, no matter how uncomfortable of a conversation you may have with a parent. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I want them to understand that like, like you've got, we've, we've got a partnership in this journey with your child, but the partnership, the the coaching aspect of it and, and what's, you know, and I always tell them too, like what's beautiful is whenever what your son's position best helps the team and what position best matches your son's talents and their abilities when that matches up, it's a beautiful thing. Sure. You know, that's, you know, you know, Oh, he, he, he played this in peewee or he played that in peewee or he did this. Well, things change a little bit yeah. from peewee to, you know, to high school, yeah. We, yeah. you know, but sometimes it's hard to, to convince a parent of that, that things change sometimes, you know, and, sure. and you know, this kid that this kid that we used to just toss the ball to on a sweep and peewee ball and he'd go for a touchdown that's not happening anymore. Like, what's the problem? We got to, we got to coach it better, you know, and all that. I don't know. Everybody, everybody <laughs> caught up. Everybody's strong now. He's not, he's not a freak anymore as much as he was, you know, type deal. Right. Uh, right. You know, so it, it's, it's not as much of that. I think it's the understanding, like that, that understanding up front, the honesty, like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like when you come in my office and talk to me, like, we're going to be honest with one another. I'm going to give you like where I feel like, you know, your child stands at. I'm going to also give you, things that they can do to get better, you know? And, right. and sometimes, you know, we know as coaches, sometimes, you know, we have to have those hard conversations with parents and sometimes there's nothing we can say to, 
to appease them. And I'm not trying to appease them either. I'm trying to tell them the truth, you know, so that, you know, that they, they yeah. can carry it forward and decide, you know, what, what, what they need to do from that perspective or whatever. But I also challenge every one of my, my practices at Clear Lake were open. Yeah. Like I'm, I come up here, come up here, sit in the stands, like, you know, come down on the track. Like if you want to like get your lawn chair, sit on the track and watch, you know, watch your son, watch, watch how they perform, watch, you know, watch, watch them versus other kids, you know, watch their, watch how they respond to things and coaching and to see if they make the adjustments. See, because, you know, if you're not going to do that, then I need you to trust the person that is doing that. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of it, you know, and, and again, you're going to have some parents, you know, and I, I try my very best, you know, when I'm watching my kids play sports, uh, you know, the, the only thing I would, I would ever get upset with and, you know, is if it's like a safety concern or something like if there's something like safety wise that's right. going on, I don't yep. that I don't agree with like that's some, but you know I've tried my best to you know not be the dad that as soon as he gets in the car I'm letting him know exactly what he did wrong or right or with my daughter I'm that you know I just you know I saw something and there was something out there and my, I think my wife actually was the one that showed it to me but it was one it was one of those things that just said like hey here's some things that you can say to your kid. Anyway, it might have even been a meme or something that said, here's some, here's a list of things you can say to your kid that have nothing to do with what they just did on the field. And so I really was like, man, you're right. Like I just, I just, and so like with my daughter, even I I've gone to, and it's, it's the truth. I've gone to, Hey, I just, I really just, I just love watching you play. Like, I just yeah. love watching you compete. I, you know, Oh dad, I missed, I missed this kill. And I, I should have hit that ball harder. I should have, I said, no, I just, I just, I'm not worried about all that. Like I just really, I'm I'm happy that I get to watch you play. Like I'm happy yeah. that I can see yeah. you compete. You know, are you having fun? Like, are you having a good yeah. time and all that? So I think those are tough things to do because I think like you and I and, and the other coaches out there, we we may have a different perspective on it because we've seen the other yeah. side of it. Yeah, we've sure. Seen how bad it can be on the other side. Yeah. That I really think it snapped. It snaps. It snapped to me that like, man, I do need to, you know, and not that I, I'm not I'm not a yeller and screamer and all that. I mean, kids kids can tell you that about me as well. I'm not a yeller screaming or cusser and I mean, I'm not all that stuff either, but you know, I try to coach kids hard and, and make them feel ownership and feel like, I don't want to let coach down. I don't yeah. want to let coach down. I don't let coach down. I don't let my teammates down. I don't want to let them down and I don't want to disappoint coach. And yeah. so, you know, that, and I, I feel like that's, that's my coaching style is, is more of that. Like I'm going to give you all the tools you need to, to, to be successful. You got to be coachable. You got to be able to do these things. I'm going to love on you. I'll do all those things. But at the end of the day, I don't want you to disappoint us either. You know, I want you to do your part for the team. And so those Romero brothers and those other kids that have played for me, they probably tell you the same thing. I think it's, you know, I'm not a yeller and a screamer and all that, but I think it's a, it's an ownership thing. But I feel like if you can reach the parents to make them have the ownership in it as well yeah. and give them insight into your program. And these are the things we're doing. Um, and I was blessed, man. I, I'll be, I'll be honest with you hundred percent, man. Like clear Lake, the parents that I had to clear Lake, like, I may have been spoiled, you know, yeah. but, but because they were awesome, you know, yeah. I had booster club, booster club parents and uh, the parents that might not have been involved in booster club, but just the, their support, man. Like, you know, and I really feel you, somebody said, Oh, but in the stands, they were da, 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 doing yeah. all that. But I really, I'm telling you, man, like, like, like the, the, the Amy best, who was like a booster club, you know, the yeah. best family in Clear Lake America, man. Like <laughs> you, you're not going to find like, I mean, they're just awesome. And they're the dressing awesome. door for family. Like, yeah, Man, they're just awesome people, and so I was—I may have been—I may have been—I mean, I may have been, yeah, lucky, yeah, you know. But I feel like there's some stuff you can do up front. The 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 time and the caring about the kids, and 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big. Like if a kid gets hurt on my, on my field, man, like I gotta be there for them. You know, I gotta, gotta be there for them. If they get hurt off the field, like I'm, I still gotta be there for them. If they need help moving, like call coach McCray. Like if, cause if I need help moving, I'm gonna call you, you know, you got <laughs> so man, I just feel like that, that relationship sometimes, sometimes is missing, uh, you know, getting to the heart of it and everything like that. And, having a respect because you know, parents love their kids, man. Yep. Like, yep. you know, and I know I'm, I'm probably rambling a little bit here, but like parents love their children and they want what's best for them. And sometimes what's best for them might not be what the parent thinks it is. Correct. You know? So right. I think that's the big, that's the, 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 the point of conflict, I guess might be the best way to put it. No, man. Uh, I, I love it coach, man. And the more I've gotten to talk to you today, like I just realized like our, I feel like our coaching styles were very similar, man. And yeah. I, I love what you like my O-line coach in high school, coach Kitterman. Like that was the, the father figure I was seeking yeah. out at the time. And like, I, I didn't, I, like you said, I didn't want to let him down. I also, I wanted to make him proud. Absolutely. Like, I yeah, wanted to 100%. do things on the field that made him proud of me. And so like, it sounds like you have that same relationship with yeah. your guys. So I can't, yeah. can't wait to see the season oh, yeah. this year, but uh, <laughs> Hey coach, we're coming down to the end, man. I'm gonna put you on the hot seat now. I'm going to test your fandom a little bit here. I always ask about favorite teams. You're a bit of an oddity. You're kind of a little bit all over the place, uh, but you got Tennessee Titans. That makes sense. You're an old Oilers guy. And so I guess you're stuck with the Titans. Then you go Spurs. And this one is, uh, help me understand that one. Admiral, man. The Admiral. Yeah. Okay. That's my guy. I respect that. (laughs) Even though you, so Admiral over the dream, you're saying, man. Man, you know, I know it's, I know it's, I love the dream also. I saw he was in the gym at Clear Lake last year, too, for watching the Suns play. But uh, I was I just I was San Antonio man. I don't know what I mean. I just I just love that. And then when when they got Mister Fun, when they got my guy Timmy yeah, D, I mean when those two were together, man, like just I it just it, it's just getting better. NBA basketball was no better for me than when those two guys were playing. Absolutely. <laughs> and then of course you're an Astros fan, like many of us are, you know, here in the Houston area. So oh, yeah. we're gonna just do a couple Mount Rushmores and start bench cuts here. Let's start. Let's start with your Baylor Bears, man. The Bone Crusher is gonna give his definitive. <laughs> Baylor Bears Mount Rushmore. So your top four all time Baylor Bear football players. Oh man, you got I got I got I got four though. You got you got you gotta go, you know, if I can go coaches here too. I got you I got can do whatever it's hey, it's your Mount Rushmore coach, whatever gotcha. you want to do. You, you got you gotta go Mike Singletary. He's the face. He's oh the yeah, face those eyes. Football, yeah. You know, and <laughs> obviously he's on the other side coaching it now and and everything as well. But yeah. you know, just one of the most intense guys. And when you get there, you know, as a as an incoming guy, you know, like you walk by that picture you know, that they had up in different places. And, you know, Mike Singletary is like the guy, you know, like 85 Bears, you know, the the, yeah. the Bears and all that as well. You know, he was a big part of that. So uh, I got to go, go Mike Singletary first. Second, I mean, you got to go, you know, as a coach, you got to have respect. And, I, you know, I read all the books that he's got out there. Grant Taft. Grant Taft, yeah. You got to go with Coach Taft. I mean, uh, you know, I even hesitate saying Grant Taft. I, I got to say Coach Taft because, coach, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he would come out to practices. And I don't know how much time I got here, but I'll explain. Yeah, go, go ahead, yeah. He, uh, you know, he would come to practices, you know, and he would be there as a watchful eye. I only imagine how, you know, Coach Reedy, who was my coach my first two years, uh, you know, and then Coach Steele came in at, or Coach yeah. Roberts came in after that and then Coach Steele. But I only imagine how they felt with yeah. the legend watching them over their shoulders. You know? Right, right. they're out of practice. And I'm sure, you know, he's such a great guy that he's probably like, hey, I'm just kind of off here. But I knew, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of of college, you know, of college football, the history, the the lore of it, the you know, all those types of things with it. So I knew when he was out there, you know, I knew Grant Taft. I knew when he was out there watching. Uh, and I will never forget, we were up at, we were in Stillwater playing Oklahoma State. It was the last game of the year, that second, my second year. And and I started like the last four games of the season that year because it started kind of going, yeah. And they were like, hey, let's get the young guys some reps. Let's sure, see what yeah. we'll next year. So uh, 
played every snap there, played at Oklahoma State, you know, and, and, and you know, played the game and everything. And it was, it was a lackluster. A lot of guys weren't playing for a bunch. You know, they were kind of like, ah, yeah. season's over, you know, all that. So Coach Taft comes in the locker room after the game at Stillwater and kind of, you know, everybody's in there kind of head, heads hanging type deal and everything. And he just kind of approached – not approached everybody, but he got the attention of the locker room and said that that was the worst – he basically said that was the worst – efforts that he has seen out of a Baylor football team. Wow. In a long, long time. And I was like, oh like wow. Give, like give me an oh like give me that. And then oh you know, my gosh. You know, yeah. It just stabbed me in the heart. And I was like, oh man, I've let him down. I've let all Baylor down, you know, type deal. Yeah, so yeah. Um you know then some and the, and the bad thing, you know, and I don't say the bad thing, but and some guys were like 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 who was who was that guy? Like right. who, who was that guy that just said that? And I'm like, man, it's Coach Taft, man. Like yeah. Yeah. So to get them to know that, but yeah, he's on my Rushmore, like for sure. Like he, that great choice. Love he's it. a legend. Uh, I'm gonna say probably I gotta throw a shout out because he's done so much for the the alumni, the Letterman's Association. Afterwards, I'm gonna say Walter Abercrombie. Okay. Uh, Walter Walter Abercrombie played you know played in the NFL as well. Played there at Baylor. Okay. Uh, I have a strange conne- a way connection to him back in the day. My sister actually babysat his niece. Uh, way back in the day in Lake Jackson, because uh, his I guess his huh. sister down there, and so my sister. So when I get to Baylor, you know, I, Walter Abercrombie's the name I hear about that all the time. Uh, you know, had a great NFL career as well, but now his his work with our Baylor B Association man is is phenomenal. You know, and so uh, reaching out to old alumni, uh, and like I said, I'm going to the this dinner tonight. You know, with Coach Aranda and John Morris, the voice of the Baylor Bears. Uh, I, and and well, I, just for listeners, I, I didn't know Walter Abercrombie. I'm looking it up here. Number yeah. 12 overall pick in 1982. So yeah, 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 yeah. Walter Abercrombie, man. Yeah, he's, the yeah. Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. And, cool. he, and his work, I mean, like I said, his work right now, you know, like I said, with the Baylor, with the Baylor B Association is, you know, they're the ones that set up the event down at coaching school also, you know, with Baylor alumni, uh, you know, with the Baylor coaches kind of hang out a little bit as well. So, uh, you know, just, just amazing. And then the last one is a unique one for me. Uh, he's probably going to be one, and a lot of people know him just because he split time with Cody Carlson back in the day at, at the early early Southwest Conference days too. But okay. uh, Tom Mickey, okay, and Tom Mickey uh, was is an Angleton boy. He's an Angleton okay. dad. Um, he passed away. I want to say I want to say two or three years ago. Uh, kind of sadly yeah. uh, passed away, but uh, he was uh, had a little bit to do with me going to Baylor. I didn't know him personally. But right. his mom was was a legend in Angleton, Texas. She was an English yeah. teacher, Miss yeah. Mickey. Uh, and so my my senior year, I'm kind of walking the halls and stuff and everything as well. And you know, she's like, "Hey, you know, you know, Baylor, Baylor's really good school. You know, my son went there. You know, and and every and everything." And so uh, Tom Mickey, he would be on that as well because he had a lot to do. You know, knowing that a guy from Angleton went up there, and there was other guys. I think yeah. might have went there, but knowing that Tom Mickey went there and, and played a huge role there, him and Cody Carlson were like. Uh, split time at quarterback yeah, back yeah. in the day, and uh, I think they won a Southwest Conference championship back then. You know, with those two guys leading the way, ten, so. it says ten and zero. He led the team to a ten and zero season. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. that was at Angleton. Uh, yeah, I'm Angleton, reading yeah. the Wikipedia right now. So he had yeah, Angleton, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, but and he the CFL uh, career, Se- several yeah. teams in the CFL, absolutely. Yeah, and he's he's actually he was a he was an eye doctor. Uh, so yeah. I actually went and saw him a couple of times for my eyes as well and everything. Told, he told me I didn't need glasses. I didn't know didn't know what I was thinking. I didn't need glasses. <laughs> I wasn't blind yet. So, uh, but he. But Tom, Tom, like I said, uh, and if you go down to Angleton, uh, there, there's a, a kind of a memorial there in the locker in the in the field house there uh, that Coach Britton had put up uh, to kind of honor his life and and everything as that's well. Awesome. So Tom Mickey, that that's that's a he's on my Baylor Mount Rushmore as well. As well. And I played with a bunch of guys. I mean, Fred Miller would probably be on there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
you know, they're just a bunch of guys that, that have come through Baylor. There's like, you know, a bunch of guys, Aubrey Schultz, who cooks the barbecue there in CCI, you know, was a head coach at, at Clear Creek High School as well. He he was an old center, you know, at, at Baylor yeah. as well, you know, and everything too. So there's a bunch of them that would be on that Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, RG3, of course. At RG, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, exactly. exactly. You know, but, hey, you know, now that U of H is in the Big 12, I, I honestly – I'm a UH fan, just being local. Yeah. You know, I'm supporting them, so I mean, I need I might need to go up to Waco for that game in November. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, cool. the stadium, new stadium is amazing, man. It's it looks great. Haven't been able to go yet to a game, but it just looks beautiful there. And yeah, yeah. One of the few stadiums that you can take a boat to the game. Absolutely, <laughs> no, it's, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. It's a it's an awesome setup. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's do your Tennessee Titans Mount Rushmore here. And I, I was about to do a start bench cut with Eddie George and Derrick Henry, but I couldn't, I couldn't think of a third. I couldn't think who should, who my third choice. Chris be. Johnson, Chris Johnson, man. Chris Johnson. But I, yeah, but yeah, but let's just do a Mount Rushmore. Let's do a justice, man. Let's. So I'm going to give you four choices. What's your t- gotcha. uh, Tennessee Titans Mount Rushmore? Tennessee Titans, man. I got as long as I can use the old Oilers in here. If they count, yeah, you can absolutely because this guy he was a Titan also. I'm, I'm gonna go. The O-line in me, I got to go legend, Bruce Matthews. I, yep, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> got to go Bruce Matthews right off the bat. That's a, he's a, he's a, he's a big one, man. Like I said, I just, lo and behold, ran into him at, you know, at New Hope Church there in, uh, in Pearland. Yeah. Like, my wife thought I was like a little kid in the candy. Like, she was like, I go, it's Bruce Matthews. <laughs> and just like walking through and she goes, she goes, the, the, the old football player or whatever. Like, you know, I was like, yeah. Bruce Matthews right there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, and she goes, and she was like, You're so giddy. You're so giddy. And I was like, he's a legend. Like <laughs> he's a legend. Lyman, like he's the guy. Uh Man. you know, everything. So I think he was actually up here in play uh in Frisco the other day doing an O-line uh kind of a symposium thing that uh uh Duke uh, Merriweather puts on up here now Very where cool. NFL lineman come by. So yeah. go Bruce Matthews. I gotta go, which playing the game, I always idolize the f- how hard he played the game and how tough he was Steve McNair. I know he met, you know, he passed Absolutely. away as well. Absolutely. But Steve McNair is like, you know, representative of, of, of how people should play the game with the toughness, with the, you know, with the, you know, playing, playing through some stuff that he might not have should have played through possibly, but right. Right. Just that pure toughness, man. And it was really cool. I was out in Tennessee working a camp, uh, SI camp that I went out there for Drew Bennett and Aaron Kenny. And I went to Dave and Buster's at the Opry Mills mall and he was there and i was wow. like my wife and i go babe i'm in, i'm in, i'm out here like I, I said, steve mcnair is here at the she goes well go say hi i said i don't want to bother him like i'm that, right, I'm that sure. guy. like when i see celebrities or i see i'm I the same way the room i was like but you know i just kind of admire from afar like it's steve yeah. mcnair like he's right yeah. there yeah, you know, yeah, yeah anyway so he he's probably two and then i got eddie george is on there like, absolutely yeah you know yeah. Eddie, eddie george man just same thing like toughness him him and ray lewis's battles were just things that stick out in my mind about how the toughness of like what tough football looks like, you know? And so that, that's always something I remember. And then last one, a little bit more modern, I would go Derek Henry because he's been really important to the franchise, but the O-line in me, my son loves him. You know, he's got, he's, he's kind of, Kind of in your field a little bit now with the with the changes yeah. you made, but Taylor Lewan, he's, Taylor, he's a Michigan man. There you go. Yeah, he's a Michigan man. That too. I knew you'd appreciate that. Yeah, so. yes, sir. <laughs> but Taylor Lewan's kind of my son's. Uh, you know, he kind of liked how he played the left tackle. He's got his yeah. jersey and everything. And you know, in, every single time Tennessee was in Houston playing, my son and I were there. You know, and awesome. we would get right there by the tunnel where the players come out. And yep. you know, it was really cool because he was able to kind of see those guys and everything. And I got to throw an honorable mention in there just because I coached with him. He was an old Houston Oiler back in the day, special teams, all pro. My guy, John Henry Mills, who's still John coaching. Skills Mills. Yep. Skills Mills. I got those yep. shots. 
<laughs> I've never met him, but I mean, my, my good friend Marshall Law was the head coach at Bel Air, and so yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and John Skills, Skills Mills, man. I, me and my son used to, we love going to football card shows and, and trade shows and stuff that it And so I would always give Mills a hard time. So I was like, Mills, your helmet, your signed autograph helmet, it's going for like $15. It was, used to be 20 Like they're dropping the price like a fire sale, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> but now Mills, man, he, he, he actually works as a, he's a uniform police guy for the NFL. Oh, and so he's at all the Texans games and everything. So he, I always asked him, I said, did you ever find JJ Watt? And he was like, yeah, you know, off the record, he was kind of, you know, he, he was a little bit off limits. You know, he kind of right, sure. got to wear what he wanted to wear. <laughs> JJ got to wear it, man. It's too funny. <laughs> well, next, man, Coach, next I got a Spurs Mount Rushmore. I, I was going to do start bench cut with the Admiral and Tim Duncan. Oh, But then I was like, well, what do I do next? Do I do Manu? Do I do Tony Parker? I don't know. It's just too, yeah. It's, yeah. I probably should have thrown Dream in there and really made you squirm. And, and oh, yeah. Uh, that would have been yeah, but let, let's just Let's just do a Spurs Mount Rushmore, man. Let's let, you, let you give you. your flowers to your four favorite all time Spurs. Yeah. Those, those two, those two right off the bat. I mean, Dave, Dave Robinson, just because he came first, you know, and it just kind of, he was my guy, man. I had the, the starting lineup figures of, of him and all oh, yeah. that he had made and, you know, I had all that stuff and had all the, all the old Spurs swag that had the teal and the you I know, love had... that. I <laughs> love that design. Yes. <laughs> so I had had all that, you know, and then of course, you know, when they when they got Timmy D, Mr. Fundamental, yeah. you know, I yeah. you know, fell in love with the Twin Tower, you know, that those guys yeah. just uh following them all the time. But I was a fan before they, they both got there. So I was I was with them. So yeah. And then third, I just I respect the game of Manu, man, like so much. Yeah. He was just it just, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't always kind of the prettiest, but it just like he got shots off and they yeah. went in and like he was just a battler, like a warrior. Yeah. Uh, you know, him and Tony Parker together, I thought, yeah, you know, so, but I didn't go with Tony, my fourth one. I went Sean Elliott. Sean so, Elliott. Okay. I went I Sean like Elliott. Yeah. I went Sean Elliott. Just the same thing, like toughness, like he's going to give you everything he's got. Like he, yeah. he's just a difference maker on the court. He may, it may not be scoring that he got for you, but it might have been rebounds, dirty word, you know, type stuff and things like that. So that's kind of, those are those are my four Spurs, if you will. Love it, <laughs> I love it. Ice Man, but that was kind of before my era. Kind of. That's what I was gonna do. I was gonna do. I was gonna do Duncan <laughs> Robinson, Ice Man, Gervin. You know, yeah, Starfish yeah. Cup. I was like, yeah, it's a little, we didn't actually watch it. You know, nah, yeah. So I was, I felt, ah, you know, That's these ones fun. I watch, watch. You know, so. correct, correct. Now, last one, Coach. I'll give you a start bench cut. I know you're a big, you're a baseball guy growing up. So let's go Altuve. And then our killer bees, you know, Bagwell and Biggio. So all two oh. day Bagwell, Biggio, start one, bench one, cut one. Oh man! All right, I'm, I'm gonna go. This could be a little bit. I'm gonna start Biggio because he was he was he was versatile. So I might if yeah. I need to play catcher, he might be able to play catcher still. That's second, right. Center may I, you know yeah. he could do a little bit. He may even pitch if we if we need yeah. him to. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, man. Ooh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna sit Bagwell so he can rest a little bit. He's a little older now too, babe. So I'm gonna, you yeah. know, I'm gonna, <laughs> so I, yeah. So I, you know, I I'll probably go that order. I probably go Biggio, Altuve, Bagwell. Probably no offense okay. to the Killer Bees, but <laughs> no offense. Yeah, no offense. No, I love I love that. And Coach, man, this was so much fun. If y'all have enjoyed this as much as I have, again, please take a second, give us that five star rating that moves us up the charts, so more people will find the show. You can hit the follow button to subscribe and you'll hear a new episode as soon as they come out each Sunday and follow me on Twitter at coach underscore Kovo coach underscore K O V O join the team player revolution. You can hit us up at team player podcast at gmail.com. Give us any feedback or guest recommendations. And we lift up our own here inside the team player nation. So <laughs> a lot of the guests come from word of mouth. So if you want to message me of a coach that made a difference in your life, team player podcast at gmail.com or DM me on Twitter, and we will definitely get that set up. 
And uh, as always, the cover art and music for the Team Player Podcast is provided by two of my former players. The cover art is by Kaiser St. Cyr, and our intro and exit music is One More Good Enough from Avrion's self-titled debut album. You can find his music on all platforms by searching for Avrion. That's A-V-R-I-O-N. Coach Larry McRae, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. It was a fun. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much to all the team players out there for your support, and we'll catch y'all down the road. It always feel like I need one more boy and one more line. Record the track just one more time. My family think I bumped my head, lost my mind. Insuring them, I'm just fine. I'm good enough, but I need one more boy and one more line. Record the track just one more time. My family think I bumped my head, lost my mind. Insuring them, I'm just fine. I'm good enough, but I need one more boy and one more line. Record the track just one more time. My family think I bumped my head. Lost my mind, insuring them, I'm just fine, I'm good enough But you be told I need some therapy Initially ain't do it voluntarily, but now